do you want to set the world on fire? Well, maybe you need Audible.com. Audible has over 100,000 audiobook solutions for you, yourself, and your shadow. Audible books can be played on your Pip-Boy, your Pip-Boy, your Pip-Boy, or your Pip-Boy. So go to audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs to get a free audiobook download. In addition, if you would like to purchase our live show covering Super Mario Kart, recorded at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, go to duckfeed.tv forward slash store. Okay, Louie, uh, we're ready when you are. Uh, Carl, uh, tickle the keys and go. Give me a blintz to put some cream on and my imagination will thrill my... Uh, cut, cut. Uh, <laughs> uh Louie, uh, do, uh, do you have the lyrics in there? Sure do. Uh, just, uh, uh, let me see here, these ones, right? Um... Give me a kiss to build the dream on in my lot of the, you know, that, like, like that, right? Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, yep, so let's uh, do it again. Take two. Uh, roll tape. Big Carl on the 88. Go! Oh, give me some fish tartar cuisine and my imagination. Hold it, hungry, hold it, hungry. Uh, hold on, cut, cut. Louie, <laughs> Louie, buddy, uh, you, you doing okay? I'm fine. Oh, okay, cool, cool, good to, good to hear. Um, so, you know what, let's just, uh, let's just drop in on the verse. Carl, I, I have a disease, and the only cure is hidden in some kind of piano rain, rainforest, and I need you to poach me some ivory and ham jam on some tone box. Hit it! Give me a scone with extra fancy ketchup, and I'll be with you. Weaving row and mayonnaise, and making believe they're food. Oh, give me steak tips for just a moment, and my fermentation. Or make them tippy sing. Oh, give me some bugs that I can fing. A blintz to put some cream on. Uh, cut. Hey, uh, uh, Louie, this is just a <laughs> kind of a weird question. You, uh, you picked up some lunch yet? Uh, uh no. Ah, okay, cool. Uh, let me let me check here. Some drawers around the, uh, uh, my pockets. Oh, hey, I, I have some atomic fireballs. I, uh, I I know that you love those. Uh, they're they're kind of spicy though, so uh, be sure to uh, watch out watch out for that. Thank you.
My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. And for this episode, we are talking about Fallout 2, which is a computer role-playing game, or CRPG, or Kripiga, developed <laughs> by Black Isle Studios and published by Interplay Entertainment for the PC and the Mac in 1998. It's not the Quirpaja where you control the marathon runner and you have to <laughs> control all of his limbs individually. Yeah. Um, this game is a direct sequel to Fallout, uh, which you may have remembered mm-hmm. from the Fallout 1 episode. And also, uh, and also hinted at by the title. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also from, uh, being, having good tasting games. Um, this takes place 80 years after the events of that first game. So there's a direct sequel. Yes. Um, and this is kind of unique in our oeuvre, um, in that I don't know that we've ever done a sequel that is as direct as this. Mm. Right? So no. the, the gameplay remains almost entirely unchanged from Fallout 1. Uh, same engine, um, a lot of the same assets. You still explore various locations around the post-apocalyptic California desert uh, from an isometric-ish perspective. Um, combat mm. is turn-based, um, and there are a number of companions that you can recruit to help you out, thus making it also squad-based. Yes. Yep. Um, there are still multiple ways to approach any given situation, depending on your character's stats, traits, and perks. Uh, Fallout 2 is distinct from Fallout in having extremely, in that having extremely low or high stats will dramatically alter the game experience as opposed to kind of minorly. Something they teased out in the first one. Uh, the most notable instance of this is characters with an intelligence stat of less than four will be grunting nincompoops, which happened in the first game, but now there are, like, everyone has special dialogue for you. Right. Like, uh, some of the stupid dialogue is, well worth looking up on YouTube. <laughs> Some of it is really incredible. So also, just as a, a detail, there are characters that you run into that are stupid that you have normal conversations with <laughs> when you are stupid. <laughs> so Torg in that first village, right, um, right. Or he will he talks to you as an equal <laughs> if you have low, less than four intelligence. So as opposed to being a Stephen King protagonist, he actually yes. will relate to you. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So have you ever done a low int run? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I played this every way that you can play it. Um, it's fun because you get to see some funny dialogues. You can't complete very many quests right. because you can't get them. Um, so you end up like going to a place, doing the couple quests that you can do without having to have people understand you, and then for experience, killing everyone in the town. <laughs> so and then just kind of, so it makes sense as this kind of a like you know Borg Barb, you know, and just smash smash crab. <laughs> so it makes sense in that way but it uh you know there aren't like stupid uh solutions to quests mm-hmm. which is something they did in new vegas yeah. a couple times um so eventually they got that but this is more if you're stupid it is a funny easter egg and a challenge run yeah or anything i think kind of the apotheosis of that would be the malkavian quests in uh, vampire mm-hmm. where you actually do get these weird insights from having a uh, uh from, from from not being altogether there yeah, yeah, it's it's similar. Yeah, and like just yeah, there's I mean there's obviously a lot of similarities between mm-hmm. between that game and this one. DNA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the world of Fallout Two is substantially larger and more populous than that of Fallout One, which means that more of the game takes place in uh, cities and settlements. And because of this, a uh, talky playthrough is more substantial uh, than what you would find in Fallout One. I put this in the notes as my experience and just kind of the general reputation that this game has. I might be uh, shortchanging Fallout One just a little bit with that su- su- summary, but uh, is it, like is that roughly true? Oh, that that's totally true. Like okay. Fallout One, um, I felt that we could have done that in one episode oh. after we decided to do it in in, in two. Um, this I initially thought that for a second, and then realized this is actually 
significantly bigger. Right. Um, you, you spend a lot of time in cities in Fallout 1, but this, there are twice as many cities. Right. And then there are things like New, or, uh, New Reno, which are, you know, huge. Right. Like that could be the, the quest and stuff and that could almost be a DLC. Right. You know, it is a substantial amount of content. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a fan-made restoration patch for this game. This game is infamous for having a lot of, I mean, the scope is so big already, but there was so much they wanted to add to it already. Um, in addition, and uh, there's a fan-made restoration patch that restores a great deal of the content that was cut from the game and fixes a lot of bugs because this is a pretty buggy game. Yeah. Kind of starting that <laughs> Troika, you know, Tro- kind of curse. Troika, Obsidian, Black Isle. Uh, yeah. Kind of just, thing, yeah. You know, they, these are, these will be ambitious games that are full of bugs. Yeah. Um, the restoration patch I played through uh, before, but it was an earlier version of it. Mm-hmm. And I just found out that they updated it in July, um, which sucks because I just beat Fallout 2 and now I want to do it again. <laughs> um, because And you just said that you have no other playthrough to try it on. so it, It'll have to, yeah, it'll have to be just a, a vanilla, you know, like an efficiency playthrough just so I can try the new areas. Mm-hmm. There's an area in the restoration thing called the, the Environmental Protection Agency. Yeah, the EPA. Yeah, the EPA that's really cool. And uh, it didn't totally work when I was when I played it through the first time, but I guess right. it's pretty much complete now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, very neat. God bless fans who are willing to work for free, especially in this this series. So this uh, Fallout, for as much as we made fun of No Mutants Allowed, and it's still worth making fun of them. They mm-hmm. didn't suck until Fallout Three came along, and they <laughs> they you know felt like you know things were being taken away from them. Like it is such a loving like fan community. For this yep. game, it's like similar to like an Earthbound. Yeah, I was gonna say know? like which one, which which one takes the crowd? <laughs> yeah, I and mean, they both have just like insane acts of devotion. Yeah, you know, and uh, if it wasn't for Fallout Three, like if somebody did a, a first person Earthbound, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the guys at Starman.net would would but, pull a similar. But the combat in Earthbound is first person. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, but uh, yeah, so I, I didn't play with the restoration patch. In fact, I didn't know that it existed. I think that just as a general thing for the, well, I guess we for for vampire we did the uh, we did the fix, but I think that was to make the game playable. Yeah, that so, was more. Yeah, exactly. It's good that you didn't do the restoration patch. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it wasn't stuff that was in. It was intended to be in the game, but it has a lot of fan actual content. Like the uh, one of the other things, just talking about um, the the kind of support for this and everything. A lot of that comes, uh, you know, is directly resultant. I feel from, from Chris Avalon who we're going to have on the show mm-hmm. during one of these four episodes, like in fallout month. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he did a, a project called the fallout Bible, which is design documents and him just answering fan questions, mm-hmm. um, around 2002. And all of that restoration stuff comes from him releasing the design docs. So a lot of that individual dialogue is actually written by fans. Mm-hmm. That's in the restoration patch, but it all comes from, you know, that original stuff. Yeah. So. so they were remaining faithful to the yes to the minds behind it. Yeah. And speaking of the minds behind it, you know, the developers from Fallout 2 would go on to make uh, Planescape Torment a year after this. That's mm-hmm. another game that we did. Um, fantastic, uh, fantastic game. Um, and also they would uh, attempt to make Fallout 3, also known as Project Van Buren, but that uh, ended up not coming to fruition. Um, mm-hmm. and there's the, the, there's a lot of documentation that you can read about that. Um, you know, like a lot of stuff is leaked as to what that was intended to kind of be. Um, yes. after Black Isle's closure, um, a large number of the devs would go on to make Fallout New Vegas. They formed Obsidian and did a bunch of other stuff like, uh, Alpha Protocol, Neverwinter Nights 2 and its expansions, uh, Star Wars Knights, the Old, uh, Old Republic 2, 
um, a lot of stuff that is kind of in a similar vein. Uh, but New Vegas is kind of uh, the, the, the closer spiritual heir to Fallout 2 um, than Fallout 3 was. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Yeah, like Fallout 3 is a, is a very good game, but in a lot of ways does not feel very Fallout-y. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, New Vegas does. Yeah. So. If you're doing like an SAT, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, vocabulary kind of test, Fallout 3 is to Fallout 1 as Fallout New Vegas is to Fallout 2. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and I, I, you know, I love all the games in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Fallout 3 is probably <laughs> Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> I still feel like it's weird. I haven't played that. I'm going to have to try that at some point. Just yeah. get drunk over a weekend and just like <laughs> end up with it beaten at the end of the weekend and not remember any part of it. Um, but yeah, you, you can see a lot of playing this again, you know, just now for the show. You know, you can see a lot of uh, New Vegas in it. And actually, what's interesting is a lot of the stuff that was from Van Buren ended up in New Vegas. Right. So, um, you know, if you're bemoaning the lack of Van Buren, so many concepts, you know, that from it ended up actually just being used. Yeah. So, you know, it's like they they use every part of the buffalo Mm -hmm. um, at Obsidian. And uh, there's also an alpha for Van Buren you can track down that is not really worth playing, right? And is really crashy and shitty. It's like those uh, those playable versions of Resident Evil uh, 1.5. It, not quite, but it's bad. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't quite work. Yeah. Um, but similar to that, right? Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, for this episode, we are playing through Vault City, um, yes. which is a little ways before the uh, the first half. Um, or the you know the halfway mark of the game, uh, but uh, it's, it, it was a logical stopping point. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a climax. Um, it should be noted that this game is entirely nonlinear yeah. after the beginning. So there's you get a series of bread cl- breadcrumbs that definitely lead you to uh, to New Vegas or to uh, Vault City. Yeah, and then um, you know at that point you do get some some breadcrumbs that lead you into the south, but uh, it opens up. Right. A bit more at that point. It also opens up uh, geographically. Um, up until that point, you're more or less just kind of going east. Right. And then you kind of start exploring the rest of the map. Right. Um, yeah. So why don't you uh, tell us a little about the plot, Cole? So, yes. After stopping the master and his plot to spread the forced evolution or FEV virus uh, to create more mm-hmm. super mutants, the vault dweller from Fallout 1 uh, was cast away from his home, Vault 13, for having experienced too much of the outside world. Uh, he had its stank on him. Um, he wandered uh, north and founded a settlement called Arroyo in a small canyon in uh, Northern California, uh, where he lived out the rest of his days. Yes. And yep. when I say and, uh, his, I mean his or her, you know. Yes. Yep. And there's also an interesting, so the end of this game um, kind of shed some new light on why that happened. So if you thought it was harsh that the uh, the overseer kicked out the vault dweller, there's some motivation for that that kind of comes through, um, which is optional. So I don't know whether Cole got, <laughs> got that stuff or not. Um, 80 years after the events of uh, Fallout, Oreo is suffering the worst drought in history. Um, the village will die out unless they get a Gek or Garden of Eden creation kick. Kit, Garden, Cre- <laughs> Garden, of, Eden, Garden of Eden creation kick. Jorb. Um, by NXS. Uh, <laughs> this device with each vault um, that each vault is equipped with can create fertile ground out of blasted sands of the nuclear wasteland. Um, it's not a magic thing. I imagine it's like seed packets right. and books, you know. <laughs> um, but the uh, in the village, they kind of think of it as this magical thing. Yeah. Um, the Vault Dweller's only descendant, the Chosen One, is picked for this task. So, so I'm going to like detour for this. Like in Fallout 3, you can actually like activate the Gek and it straight up destroys you. Because Which is it why does... I think that – part of why I think Fallout 3 is okay, okay, okay. You know, suboptimal. Know. Yeah, because yeah, I mean that doesn't, that doesn't feel very Fallout-y to me. Yeah. Like that's too magical. 
you know? Hmm. Um, I always think of it as like seed packets and maybe some, you know, some solutions and chemicals that can help terraform the land. Oh, yeah. Um, but and other than that, just knowledge, because a, a big theme in the Fallout games is is that kind of value of uh, pre-war knowledge, right? You know, so that that's how I always think about it. But you're right, like it is, it is a weird. That was a weird scene in Fallout yeah. Three. I never a fan rage about anything, but <laughs> when I when that ha- when I did that in Fallout Three, I was like, well, what the fuck? That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and- it's not poison ivy. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. So and, and for me, like I didn't think that the Gex showed up before fallout 3 so when i saw it here i was like oh i actually really understand what this is yeah um or what <laughs> the the designers of fallout 3 it intended made me think, for it to be like a, there's an end clever level of like metafiction there where this village thinks of it as this holy artifact that is magic mm-hmm. and it's a world that doesn't you know it's an unreliable narrator like the world that kind of magic doesn't exist right mm-hmm. like i mean it's not a realistic world but there's there are internal internal logic to it and one of the things that makes i think fallout 3 a little bit worse for wear is that I feel like the people who made it understood in broad strokes mm-hmm. what was going on, but some of the subtext was lost, including that. So yes, they say it is a magical artifact, but it's a village of uh, primitives. Yeah. Like, of course they think it's a magical artifact, mm-hmm. you know, to them it is magic, but really it's just science. Yeah. So that's and- my, my take on it, but it never <laughs> actually says. Right. So, and for this ultimate magical, holy artifact, you are sent out with nothing but a spear, some cash and a, and a lead for a dude named Vic. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's send our best and our brightest. Yep. Yeah, no. A- after the best and the brightest, uh, who happened to have some flasks that had the number thirteen written on them. Uh, Makes so, sense. Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> so you, as uh, as the chosen one, you're out there looking for the Gek. It's really hilarious because you can la- you can ask literally anybody about this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. You have no sense of context. Yeah. Like you know, and you you have it within you how quickly you wise up. Yeah. So you can be, you know, a, a kind of a primitive, naive villager the entire game if you want to. Um, but it, you know, you get those uh, kind of wonderful dialogue choices. Yeah. There. Um, yep. And you're, it's really a, like a coming to America style story. Mm-hmm. Like you're being exposed to the uh, the worst of the world. Right. Slavery and you know mutants. Uh, I get the sense that you never really saw them before, especially with you know just they do the audience surrogate thing where it's like, why are these big green guys here? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just kind of all manner of evidence that humanity is struggling. So it's not just your little insular village that is self-sustaining because of some kind of, you know, monkey temple with rats inside of it um, or ants. Um, but, uh, but like every, everything. And so right. when you run across places like new Reno or, you know, whatever, uh, where people are using them swear words and talking about them, them drugs. Uh, yeah, it is very much like coming to America. It's like Kingpin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love Kingpin. Yeah, yeah it's like Kingpin. <laughs> the vault dweller has to eat out Lynette for rent and, and just. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Um, so by the time you get to Vault City, where that that act takes place, um, you discover that, <laughs> that they uh, they've already used their gek to establish the city, um, which is xenophobic and foreboding. But you also get to see what the results of a gek could be. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you you know you get some kind of further leads to seek out the actual Vault Thirteen. Right. But there are there's rumblings of a political struggle as a heavily armed new government starts claiming more and more of the wasteland as their own. Yeah, um, NCR. Mm-hmm. So. The, the NCR, and there's also hints of the Enclave as well. Yes, yep. That's yeah. really exactly when you first started uh, running into those. Mm-hmm. If you didn't just immediately go south from Arroyo, and you'll run right into them. So, <laughs> yeah, and, again, and, like, also, and also be turned into a pile of ash. Yes, yeah, yeah if, you're, if you're lucky. We are constructing a skeleton to kind of do this plot around. Yeah. Um, yeah, so as you start out um, with character creation, 
Um, you can choose like Fallout. You can choose from three pre-made characters, which you should never do. Um, they each have at least one bummer skill that you should never tag. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, um, the kind of the the way to experience the most of this game is to do small gun speech lockpick. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, and that's and that's what I did for this. Even though I wanted to do a gimmick gimmick run through, um, I wanted to you know re-experience the most of the game, and that's how you're going to get that. Um, a lot of the joys in this game are in the writing and the dialogue. So not tagging speech seems like hindering yourself. Yeah. You know, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we both played fairly similar characters. So we're not going to have an instance where I'm like, oh, and then I, you know, reasoned him out of this thing and like the Hulk smash. Yeah, we can. I mean, we can make different choices. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are different things that we, we decided to do. But if we yeah. both played as good, primarily speech snipers, mm-hmm. then... uh then you know, it probably will be similar, which is fine because that's how you're going to get the most of the game and we're experienced chasers yeah. above all. And that feels like the customary Fallout character. Uh, like mm-hmm. every Fallout character I've ever played has been that. Yep. You know? Yeah. Which and it, and it's, may it's, speak to a lack of imagination on my part, but that just feels most natural for this style. It's viable. There's a little bit of Dark Souls in it where you can play. It's like a, a path of least resistance, but mm-hmm. playing through different builds changes, experience, changes the experience a lot. Right. You know, so you get that kind of uh, built-in replayability. Um, this game, you know, you can get through this without killing anyone, um, which is a kind of a Fallout standard yeah. trope at this point, um, which I've done, but is difficult in this yeah, game. It's I can't a little harder that. than yeah, it's very hard. And you do there are a lot of quests that are there is no peaceful, you know, solution for. Yeah. So but yeah, so you start out in one of the worst tutorials. In, uh, in video game history. So gross. <laughs> like, I, I was prepared to hate this much more than I ended up hating it. I was like, oh, it's, 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 it's a couple of hall- it's a, it's got a couple of hallways with like uh, a few ants. I was expecting it to be much more of a death march than it was. But yeah. even still, it was just such a, such a terrible taste in my mouth. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just, it, it does have, it's one of the simultaneously like the, the degree to which it's bad is overstated, but also it's very bad. You know, like it is exaggerated, but it's not very good. What it is is it's first edition or, first, or second edition first level D and D characters. Oh yeah, like it's only bad because you can't hit anything. <laughs> like if you could, if you could hit seventy five percent of the time, it wouldn't be so bad. You'd still be bland, but it'd be over in like five minutes. But the fact that it's actually the fact that it's a challenge makes it suck. Yeah, because like the that is not exciting. You know what you're doing and seeing is not exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's and it's entirely worthwhile to learn how to fight, you know, unless Mm -hmm. you are doing the ultra pacifist run like any regular person who is approaching this can be like, okay, so I I need to learn what it's like to shoot some. Oh, I can't shoot because I won't find a gun for four more hours. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I I'd better hope that I may. It's it's immediately punishing you for making what we just established as the optimal character. Yeah. Right. Unless you pet tagged unarmed or, or melee. Which you should never do because both of those are so easy to increase. Like there are so many narrative reasons for that to max out. Yeah. Mm, So even though they're even though they are they are viable, so you can you know a melee and and an unarmed build in this game are very fun. So those are both you know if you want it, you just choose one combat thing. Yeah. I mean, it's really you're really fucked if you choose energy weapons. Let's let's be (laughs) honest. So don't choose energy weapons or big guns in the beginning. But if you choose any of those three, you're fine. But if you choose the one that is going to be probably the most powerful. Um, initially, you are kind of punished for it. You can run through this. I didn't fight all these ants. Um, you can get through it pretty quick. There are mm-hmm. a lot of mods to skip it, but uh, I'm I'm very curious. I've never seen anything that says like who designed this or 
heard anybody from the the team kind of answer to it. Not that they have to justify themselves. Like, you know, they they make they made this. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's up to them. But this is definitely the weakest part of the game, which in a way is nice. Like, it gets you know you get out of the way quick. Yeah. Like, there are some later areas that are not very developed um, or not as developed as earlier areas. But this is definitely the, as bad as it gets. Yeah. And, you know, like, just for, for, for me, for the character that I made, like, it was kind of all like this up until uh, Klamath when I mm. found the gun on the ground, you know? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, for, for at, at least there was some talky stuff in, in the in the midst of that. But I just, I so dreaded it. In fact, that was one of the few things I looked up was where do I get my first gun? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the thing is, so they do put the, the positive things right out in the beginning, too, because you can the final encounter for this, you can solve in multiple ways. Like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a mission statement for that as well. Like mm-hmm. you can talk your way out of this, you can fight your way or you can steal your way out of it right. um, and, and actually get through it. So and uh, and fighting it, you know, he says so you, you run into, you know, a, a, a guy from your village who's there as your final test and you can talk him out of it. You know, like what if one of us dies? But he says it's not a fight to the death. If you fight him, he will fight you until you die. <laughs> so, um, which which can happen in multiple places in the game where you do fights that are supposed to be not to the death. Yeah, like critical hits are, are a, 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 a throwback to tabletop gaming and how unpredictable and amazing they are in this game. Yeah, where you accidentally punch someone and and knock off part <laughs> their, of their torso and their eyes come out. Yeah, yeah. 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 No. This bullet can either do one damage or all of the damage. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Quick save, people. Mm, yep. <laughs> Quick save is your friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. So, so I just love that they that their first instinct upon okay, okay. So we call you the chosen one even before you pass the test and earn the holy raiments. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> we're gonna make you fight these ants and also um, Moe's Shroot. You know, here. yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like all right, yeah. It's like I, I can, I could, like I, I don't even know, like what the what the parameters were, but it wasn't. It couldn't have been too tough to trick him if I was just like, yo, what if we throw punches at the same time and we both die? Yeah, yeah. Well, I get the impression that most of the people in the village are not very bright. Well, yeah, you know, so and, yeah, and so that I mean, bears out when you actually get to Arroyo and yeah, yeah. <laughs> their doctor is just crazy yeah yeah like that that guy yeah um and i try and emulate most doctors that i'm around so you can just imagine (laughs) what that bears out for their society um so so i mean like yeah the end of this i wish it had just been like one room of ants and then then this guy and that would have been enough i got it after the first ant like yeah i can aim for different parts of the ant yeah i get it and that's nice that you don't have to take a perk to do that that they just make that a part of the combat now yeah unless you take a perk that uh gets rid of it like oh, you, yeah. one of the, one of the, or one of the trait, well, a trait yeah, sorry, yeah, which is actually a viable way to do it because mm-hmm. um, you'll shoot so many more times it ends up kind of balancing out, right? Um, but uh, yeah, the, the nice thing about those traits is like, there are a couple of them that are pure wasted, and as always, gifted is you know more or less breaking the game. Like I take it because I want to see more stuff, but mm-hmm. gifted is really really good. Um, but there are you know there aren't as many useless ones as there are in Fallout One, right? Like you know this still has rad resistance and such, but it is not. Uh, I feel like there are more that are pretty good. Right. Um, for different different kind of builds. Mm-hmm. So w- once you uh, eventually get past like Garg or Borg, um, <laughs> you get to see this this little cinematic, which the game is pretty stingy with, yeah. um, of a Vault 13 jumpsuit, mm-hmm. which like I am such a sucker for primitive societies worshiping things that we see as normal. Yeah, cargo cults. Yeah, exactly. Like I like that a lot. Yeah. Similar to, uh, you know, Ice King. 
<laughs> singing uh, the Cheers theme song yeah. we talked about before. Oh, God, you're um, going to make me cry. Don't do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's always going to be an idea uh-huh. that is going to resonate with me, and uh, and that bears out with here as you get the uh, when you get that flask. Yeah, and, and I just love the idea that this is 80 years. Like, yeah. my, my grandpa is 80 years old, and I really respect him. He's one of my favorite people. <laughs> However, <laughs> yeah, that, that comes he's not a god the- to me. Well, the, the, um, it comes up a lot in the, uh, in the fall of Bible, people being like, I can't believe this culture devolved that quickly. And, uh, the best answer that I saw was that it was probably intentional. Yeah. Like after the events of fallout one, the vault dweller was probably like, well, you know what? Fuck modern society. Yeah. Like, let's not tell these people about a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. because it, it leads to asshole overseers mm-hmm. kicking me out, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's probably by design yeah. that it's so, so primitive. And that's one and of the been, that's one of the most annoying things about the stand. They just conclude like, oh, all society leads to <laughs> yeah. what we just have. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so you're back in back in Arroyo, and you have some little side questing mm-hmm. um, you can do yeah. on your way out. Um, the one one thing that is a Fallout uh, kind of trope, I think, is that a lot of the things that are early on and are tedious, in the grand scheme of the game, they're not going to make very much of a difference. Right. So if you are sick of doing these quests because you're trying through with a different build, skip them. Right. And you'll, and you'll be okay. Like, I did them because I wanted to do more of the game. But if you've done them so many times that you're sick of them, like, you're not really losing very much. Right. So Each area has kind of like an MMO-esque kind of uh, just base quest that you can do um, over and over again. So, like, mm-hmm. you can go to the north to the, to, to the hunting grounds to, uh, to fight geckos in order to, um, you know, just increase your prowess and what and get but, healing stuff yeah yeah so you pick up those uh like the various brock root and xander root, xander yes. root and brock flower yes um which help out like healing powder is quickly outmoded pretty much but uh you know never turn away for you for your free health points well the, like, uh, i i found like uh stim packs like the economy of the game lasting for quite a while where stim packs were still pretty precious to me yeah um yeah yeah, I mean, they, they do get outmoded, but stim packs are, remain one of the most expensive things you can buy for, yeah. for quite a while. I don't, and I then, don't, you know, by the know. end of the game, I had 140 of them or something yeah. like that. But I don't know what it is, but like right now, you know, I, I'm, I'm in, uh, uh, Redding slash New Reno, and I have like 19 of them, just like at yeah. all times, like an ambient level of like, oh, I don't have to worry about this anymore. Well, it depends on also on how much you're, you're quick loading and quick saving. Yeah. So like, if you, if you, you know, an encounter goes really bad, sometimes I will, I will quick load through it. Right. But uh, if you are in the middle of combat and you need to jam, really jam on some some stems, um, you know it becomes it becomes useful to have a lot of them because they don't do too much on their own, right. and you don't run into super stem packs until way later. Right, right. So. And and those are precious. Yeah, those are super precious for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you're introduced to some of the principles that you'll you'll run into here. So the elder, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is an old lady in the intro cutscene, she has a bong. Next to her, yeah. Is it so, a lady? I always, I always feel. Well, I guess you know, old. old no, not old, not Hanukkah, not the uh, not the medicine man. Ah, okay. Yeah. But the uh, the actual year, uh, the the woman who gives you the yeah. Main I, I, fig- I figured that was a that like that that was an old, but but I guess old men start looking like people's aunts. So yes, yeah. yeah. He's a she. She's definitely she is someone's aunt. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so she's there. Uh, the medicine man is, uh, uh, you know, a- a- out of his mind, crazy about talking about yeah. his own personal garden and stuff. And it's it's really kind of like tonally dissonant. Like it doesn't make too much sense that he can be like, yeah, yeah, Grandpa, witch doctor, oogity boogity. Um, if right. you grew up like steeped in this, and like being snarky doesn't like make you any friends. But- no, like they they don't they do the same thing the Bioware. 
thing where being evil will sometimes give you greater money, but mm-hmm. money ceases to be meaningful. Right. And and it cuts off uh, kind of experiences for you and uh, experience points. Yeah. So you get, you know, you there are some times where being snarky will help. Um, that kind of happened later, but I feel like that was something they didn't perfect until uh, Alpha Protocol, where being snarky and mean actually gives you meaningful gameplay perks. Right. So um, I think it took them a little while to to really get that, mm-hmm. what they're going for. But here, you know, it, that's definitely true. And I would have liked the way I always kind of play it is playing myself as innocent when I'm in the village and then getting progressively more yep. snarky. But mm-hmm. I would have liked if you didn't have an option to be. Yeah. Like like this, this just seems so seems so cozy and childlike. Yeah. At this point, like yeah. this is just the society where I grew up. Like I wouldn't go back to Mansfield and say, "Boy, y'all really care about high school football." I feel like <laughs> you know? I feel I feel like there's some of the pre-made characters. I think some of their origins have them being traitors. Oh, so they're just so like, the idea is yeah. that you could be from outside the village or have exposure to outside the village, but still a descendant of the uh, of the patriarch of this. Uh, yeah, 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 like you, your job, your day job. Oh, okay, so they sent you out, so you're, or you're the liaison when people when Vic comes here, you go and and buy stuff from him. Okay, like you yeah. could be exposed. So I think, I and mean, that's a flimsy excuse, and I don't mean to make yeah. excuses for it, but the uh, I don't like it either. I wish yeah. that you would have had increasingly more snarky responses as the yep. game went on yeah and, and like, or, or just like as you were exposed to things so as you yep. found out like wait a minute so like humans are chattel out there well fuck yeah. this. life is meaningless like- right or like you see it and th- it does kind of happen where you see it happen and then you can start offering up your companions into slavery yeah <laughs> you know like yeah so going from going from zero to dark 30 and about like that. <laughs> yeah I, i've never played a game where you can sell so many people into slavery yeah, like for so little money too <laughs> yeah. like in the den like you can you can give up sulik for like four thousand dollars yeah and then like which in to Bald be fair City. is like a, a you know a 800 percent return on my investment <laughs> on sulik <laughs> but the, yeah uh, well, you got to increase your roi you know yeah. if, you're, if you're gonna survive as an enterprise yeah, yeah. yeah. but the uh we, we a rickety slave ship our motto was people <laughs> selling people to people people selling um, people to people for people yeah because <laughs> that's um, who i am and that's what i care about yeah the, but yeah the uh you do you do kind of start do being able to do these things as you're exposed to them yeah but the dialogue does kind of mm-hmm. it just kind of drop down there yeah, so so I think what we're what we're indirectly getting at is like uh, both of us at least played a hayseed at the start who yeah. uh, who quickly in a kingpin esque fashion yeah. <laughs> started eating people out for rent money. Yes, yeah. yes, in, indeed. The uh, the one of the other things that this game puts right up front in uh, Arroyo is the esoteric weirdo shit that can be done. <laughs> so like, there's weird like if you talk to one guy. If you have high enough perception, you notice that his spear is sharp. Yeah. And you can you can get this quest to sharpen your spear, which requires tricking your ant out of some flint. Mm-hmm. Um, this game is packed with content. Yeah. Like there is so much hidden weird shit that you can get to. And I'll, I'll point it out when we come across it and it's not in the notes. Um, but it just – and that's something I always appreciate. Like we – there, you know, there hasn't been a, a good game that we've talked about where we haven't talked about something amazing that's not on the critical path. Mm-hmm. Like gamers hiding their, or game designers hiding their light is always going to be something I'm going to respond to really strongly. Yeah, you know, optional cool stuff. And this game does it. Like every city has so much to it, and so many things that you just kind of have to fit certain. They're only available for certain builds, or you have to fit certain criteria mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to uh, get. And they do that right in the beginning. Yeah. And the general caveat that I always that we always give, you know, the notes that we're working from and we allude to, 
um, every once in a while. It's literally just my journal of a playthrough. Right. You know, transcribed from a notebook that I keep. So they're like, I like, I found out about that spear quest, like later when I was just reading a fact of stuff Mm -hmm. that I had already accomplished. Like, oh, I miss so much. But yeah. Yeah. And you don't really miss it. Like it's uh, some of it is just uh, has to do with the, the build. Mm-hmm. That you did, you know, your perception wasn't high enough to see it. If you talk to that dude, yeah. um, they do the thing that I like, um, that I wish uh, JRPGs would do more often. Um, because of the interface, when you talk to someone, you hover over them so you get their name, and you can tell meaningful people by the fact that they have different names. Right. Whereas in a JRPG, you literally have to talk to everyone in town because you're only seeing them. Yeah. You know, there's no just townsperson, townsperson. Oh, Carl, you know, <laughs> he's got a quest for me. Yeah. So I really like that. Like you, you know, and it's fun to click on the villagers and get their little floats. Mm-hmm. Low text, but uh, I like that it's it's usually pretty quick to see who the uh, the important people are. Yeah, which is how I approach any given situation. How can this person benefit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ABS. Um, <laughs> always be selling. Yeah, That's <laughs> a- no it, right? ABC. Always be closing. I, I know. I okay, Th- thank you. Um, Sorry, I, I, just, I, I, I couldn't let it stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, did, did you listen? Okay, so this is this is off the off the path. Did you listen to uh, the Ninjas versus podcast where uh, uh, it was the Halloween episode where I where I asked the question: Would you rather be pursued by all of the world skeletons or a particularly crafty and determined shapeshifter? I saw that on Facebook, but I didn't listen to the episode. Yeah, yeah. So they like they they, they dropped us a couple of times, and I want to I want to drop them. Tyler has been a guest on the network previously. Um, it is a mm-hmm. fantastic show, Ninjas versus Podcast. But they posited a a, a combination name, a a, a Brangelina, as it were, for us, which is uh, um, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I, I think I've seen that before. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty so good. I just want to—I want to usher that into the vernacular as quickly as possible. It's so good possible. that we didn't. Uh, I'm surprised we didn't come up with it. Well, for like, as much as I so quote good, that fucking movie, yeah, it's so obvious. <laughs> so. It's this thing that we keep. It's it's subtract Glenn from it. It's just that, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. So I just I just wanted to put that in. Um, I don't know that if that if that's extra soda or not, but but yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. So you can rescue a dog, which is a pretty nice thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. pretty much just helping out your friends here for minor experience points. Like, you know, you don't get very much reward, but you're just kind of exploring and seeing how the how yeah. the game works. Like the kind of the varied nature of your quests. Yeah. You know, like when you say there's like one MMO area, like there's usually one, but the other things you're going to do tend to be a little bit more varied. Yeah. And sometimes they end up being like kind of FedExing. Yeah. You know, that you know, RPG quest, fetchy quest, but uh, not always, mm-hmm. uh, which I like. You know, some things like that, um, that spear sharpening thing, mm-hmm. which gives you a direct advantage. That sharpened spear will be, you know, a good weapon for, for a little while, especially if you tag melee. Yeah. Um, it's good for kind of surprisingly long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you go east, that's the only direction you're given, and yeah. you run into your first, uh, post apocalyptic town, which is Klamath. Yes. Um, uh, which is be, already, it should right? be, it should be noted that the world map is exactly like it was in Fallout. Not the same map, but it functions in a very similar yes. way. Yes. Yep. It, yeah. It's much bigger and we're further south. Right. Than, further than north. We, Mm, no, we go down to San Francisco here. Uh, oh, wait. Because no, yeah. we were in Red, Redding is in Northern California. Yeah, yeah Red, Redding is NorCal. And uh, Reno yeah. Reno is uh, Northwestern. Um, oh, you're right. Because we yeah. were near Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. fall- yeah. Yep. Like what is it? The hub is, is, is LA. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there there are fewer. It's not the hub. It's um the boneyard. Yeah, okay. like, yeah, the, uh, there are fewer real world locations in Fallout One, mm-hmm. so that's why it confused me. You're right, we're further north. Yeah, because um, Klamath is named after Klamath Falls, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. So, and this is already bigger than Shady Sands. Right. Like this is already a, a bigger with, you know, place with more things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it also introduces you to kind of the cut, cutthroat nature of the world. You have it here in the, the notes that you, there's a drunk greeter, um, <laughs> who you can give money to and nothing happens. Right. Like it's not a quest reward. You're not increasing a virtue like Ultima or anything <laughs> like that. It's just people are out to fleece you. Yeah. And I just, I just love the idea that like, oh, and here's this money stuff that might be valuable. <laughs> so like yeah. you just walk in like, oh, five, five of X. Like okay, yeah. I'll give you I'll give you five of this thing that I have yeah. literally more of than I could ever conceive. <laughs> like I can probably only count to ten because. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we and also just to get it out of the way? It's yeah. frustrating that they switch from bottle caps. Yeah, That's yeah. Um, I don't like that. I don't that like that sucks. one bit. However, they kept barter, bartering, which mm-hmm. I love. Like that made you know just trading really fun in this game. Like keeping an economy is fun in this game because yeah. you know getting. Uh, you know, loot, every piece of loot becomes important, especially in these early stages where if you yeah. can find like, oh, flare, shit, <laughs> this is going to be great. I might be able to trade these for some bullets, yeah. you know? Um, it works really well for the mm-hmm. first like third of the game or so. Yeah. Um, and then later you really need to like, so if you want to buy like a, a serious gun from one of the end game areas, you have to go on a rate. Like you, I'm going to go do the side quest to bring back enough combat shotguns <laughs> to afford this one really excellent gun. Like yeah. the economy is really interesting here. And I, I'm surprised that there aren't more games that do kind of a barter system like this. Yeah. Even in this first half of the game, I ended up, you know, doing random encounters just to uh, get the weapons off of them and mm-hmm. kind of this weird Nick Cage, Lord of War style, um, profiteering. <laughs> um, just like, okay, you two are going to fight it out. I'm going to, I'm going to pick up the scraps. Yeah. Um, but, yep. uh, but, uh, you know, even that, it became, you know, kind of, okay, so any given merchant only has like 200 caps on them and each of these guns is worth 2000 or so caps of dollars. A piece. Yeah. And so like, what can I, what can I buy from them in order to make this worthwhile that I can derive further value from down the line? It so, becomes about weight. Yeah. Like, you, you know, buy drugs and ammo. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's always worth yeah, it. Like convert psycho, everything to cash and then psycho is as good as cash. Yeah. Psycho is so good too. Yeah. Psycho is the best drug <laughs> in the game. Um, well, what's, it, what's, it, what's psycho's real life analog? Cause I know that like jet is meth and you know, it's, um, uh, PCP, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, because it gives you like damage resistance. Yeah. Superpowers. Yeah. yeah. Much like, like cut off your own face with pieces of a shattered mirror. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Some, <laughs> some, uh, uh, dragon, red dragon, not red dragon, <laughs> whatever that, uh, whatever the Hannibal. Yeah. Yeah. There we are. That's when that happens. There we go. Um, Red Dragon was a Hannibal story. <laughs> yes, exactly. One of the Hannibal tales. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so the uh, and so those two things I just want to get out of the way. I'm not going to harp on them, but I, I really like uh, yes. I really like bartering. It is a constant um, disappointment for you, however. Yes, that they that there aren't uh, bottle caps. <laughs> um, it does turn everyone kind of into a, mer- a merchant, especially early on in the game. Right. Um, yeah. So, so um, this is this is a town with lots of things to do in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, you got in the notes pretty early on this bathhouse thing. Um, which speaks to a larger, there's kind of a weird, icky sexiness yeah. about Fallout 2. Um, sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't Yeah, in it. Um, and most of the times I like it come later. Mm-hmm. Early on when you're like, you know, playing as kind of a coming to America character and having him go to a, a you know, a brothel for the first time, like, it's just not that funny or interesting to me. And it's, it seems like a waste of resources. It's, like it's real funny, like when we get to MODOK, but. Yeah, it gets funny. Like there are there they do more than just ha ha sex, right? In this, but there's a little bit of icky sexuality. Yeah, 
the game too. And, and in general, if the game is, is edgier than Fallout was, yeah, like you know the game, you know the series has always been hyper violent and you know irreverent, but like this just straight up drops f bombs in a way that belies the fact that they knew nobody was watching. Like, yeah. like more, moral guardians were not paying attention to um, CRPGs, right? Right, right. And it speaks to kind of like it's interesting because usually that's something I don't don't like in a game. I'm I can say 100% the writing is better in this game than the yeah. first one. Like it it is a better written game. Yeah. There's just a little bit more of a juvenile sense of sense of fun that yeah. lands, you know, 6 or 7 out of 10 times mm-hmm. out of every 10. The writing is better because it has a voice. However, that voice is sometimes uh um, not it's a little too juvenile yeah. like not always just sometimes yeah. like a little too juvenile and like to be fair like i can also give these cat houses and bathhouse houses a pass on verisimilitude yeah you know like that is like obviously that's going to be a booming like, profession mm-hmm. in like any kind of depressed kind of, area yeah absolutely or any kind of world where resources are scarce like that is always going to be a resource mm-hmm. You know, so there are always going to be people who can sell it, just like slavery. Like, mm-hmm. you know, turning back to these vices is a kind of a theme of the game, and it's played out in area after area. Yeah, yeah, you know? especially New Reno. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, New Reno, Reading, like that. That's a big, big part of the game. Is like, yeah. you know, um, so I'll give it a pass on that. Mm-hmm. If you, but kind of like, haha, I got my character laid is stupid. <laughs> yeah, so a little bit. You know, yeah, it's pretty gross. I mean, I did it once and then reloaded to get my money back just to yeah. just to see what it was, and I was like. Oh, it just fades to black. And yeah. that, like, they didn't improve on that in Fallout 3 either. No, <laughs> no. And like, I'm glad there aren't, there isn't, like, a clitoral stimulation minigame or anything like that. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't need that. Um, but I don't really want my character, I don't need my characters to have sex in games. Like, it, yeah. it's fine to have it happen as kind of a, as part of a romance quest, but it's not, and I'll, I'll do it to see what it is, but it's never something mm-hmm. I'm going to pursue. Yeah. Um, really strongly. There are funny things that happen in New Reno. So like there are funny sex things that can happen, okay. Like later on, but uh, it here not the case. Yeah, I'll keep my mind open for that then. Now that you say yeah. that, because otherwise, yeah, save, I was just save it and try some some stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you, instead, of you so Trader Vic is gone. Yeah. When, when you get here, he, you can find his shed. So you can find his radio here and a your first actual gun, which is a pipe rifle, which is a garbage firearm. <laughs> but uh, and again, as a piece of like fallout wisdom i want to pass on mm-hmm. is uh you may be tempted in these early areas where it's easy to save your ammo um but don't because this ammo especially for the pipe rifle or for the um i can't remember the name of it but the you know shitty gun that you find everywhere mm-hmm. um this is like the only time in the game where it's going to be useful to you right shoot like crazy same thing in fallout one when you're fighting the rats like just shoot them mm-hmm. you know it's fine you're going to get more of this ammo more than you can ever use yeah so don't be conservative with ammo uh early on in the game yeah, that was my mistake just because I saw how shitty the uh, the damage was. I was like, well, yeah. I can probably hack it out with the yeah. spear until I until I get something that is, you know, you a, an actual step up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's fine to do so, but you don't have to. Like if it's right. easier for you to shoot, shoot. Um Yeah, especially when you're on your lonesome like melee combat gets oh, yeah. really really uh tedious. Yeah, which segues well into uh the next like little bit. So this is when you meet your first companion. Yes. Yep. So you go to a to a bar uh, called the Buckner House. It's run by a family, and uh, um, surprise, surprise, there's somebody who has an animated face and a voice. So that is going to be a story relevant character. Yeah. Um, so yep. his name is Sulik. Um, mm-hmm. I remember at some point, I think it was in the Watch Out for Interaction. Somebody asked who we like more, him or Minsk. Um, Minsk, Sulik, or Mort? Uh, yeah. Said. I think oh, we definitely Mort. all said Mort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like, what we said. Yeah. <laughs> 
for real. I like Sulik a lot, though. Eh, no, nothing a, wrong with Sulik. He's a Californian. He's a Californian Rasta from Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't like him in high school, but I like him in Fallout. Yeah, um, I, I think I think I like him more just because he always says Grampy Bone. Yeah, I love Grampy. I love that Grampy Bone. He's real fun if you're stupid. He talks about he wants you to get trepanned uh, if you're stupid. He wants you to go to a, a witch doctor and get a big hole in your head. Don't drill a hole in your head. Yeah, yep. it always put salt in your eyes. Um, the uh, so yeah, so I I and I just kind of like a lot of his character just comes across in his voice acting. Yeah, like he's not. This is before New Vegas, where these characters have kind of like loyalty quests mm-hmm. and stuff. Like they they haven't quite got to there, but. They do have a lot of personality, like um, yeah. that's kind of carried in their their floats and in in their voice. Yeah. Um, Sulik has a thing where you get him, where you can ask him to consult the the spirits, and you'll get a very vague hint, right, about about an area, which can sometimes actually be useful. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what to do next. Yeah. But um, also, he has a hammer, and he can hit lots of times, so he is yes. he is very viable for combat. He's your melee guy. Like yeah. the uh, one of the things this game does, and we'll talk about it, especially um, a little bit later with the companions, is I love how they not everyone's useful. Like right. you get a lot of shit companions in the game <laughs> that you can take along for flavor. Yeah, but it's not like, a progression. Like you get, you know, your second best companion right out the gate, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know the last half of companions are all kind of novelties and mm-hmm. you know not uh, not really great. You do have to kind of craft your party around your playstyle, mm-hmm. so that you know that's fair enough. Um, like if yeah. you're a melee character, you're going to have a lot of frustration with Sulik because he's going to be hitting guys with a hammer and knocking them away from you. Right. But if you are a uh, ranged character, he's great because mm-hmm. he's keeping people on the ground and you can you know shoot them in the eyes with 95% accuracy if they're on the ground. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. I love so. how my party right now consists of Sulik and then an old obese dude and somebody who has a heart condition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like- it's a real rogues gallery and those are like out of conventionally good npcs like you have the best three um <laughs> everyone you can get from here out i want you to get but they are you know have problems yes um the uh so so he has a quest attached to him so he was uh looking for his sister and got drunk mm-hmm. um and busted up the bar and the uh the owner's kind of keeping him to clean up until he pays off his debt yeah um there's a lot of sub like kind of a uh, subtext here and stuff, you can talk to the owner, and it kind of gets out that she's really affectionate towards him. Yeah. And everything, like, it's kind of heartwarming. Yeah. Um, and you can either just kind of pay off his debt, or you can do a quest to get him for free. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the owner of the bar, um, her, like, fiancé, husband, slash guy, has gone missing up north. Mm-hmm. Smiley. Um, smiley, yeah. Um, and she talks about him like he's some kind of animal. Like, oh, I liked this one. You know, et cetera, yeah, et down the line. Yeah. But after after you take him, she's always a little bit sad. Yeah, and ask about him, which is a nice touch. Yeah. Um, like, oh, you like this wasn't an exploitative thing. You really just needed like this debt repaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know maybe you liked having him around. It started uh-huh. out that way, and then um, rescuing Smiley. Just to talk about it, it's a little hard for where you're at in the game. Yeah. Um, the way I tend to play these is to try to, you know, get by on the skin of my teeth and do the things when I get there. Yeah. I feel like you're maybe meant to go do a little bit of the den and come back here and rescue Smiley, but I always try to do it right away. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite hidden things in the game is when you go to the toxic caves to rescue Smiley, um, there is a green goo on the floor. Okay. And several times throughout the game, you can find protective rubber boots. If you have rubber boots in your oh. inventory, nothing happens. So if you didn't take damage, which you have in the notes, that's why. Okay. If you do run through the, the goo... You grow an extra toe, which you can then have removed in Vault City. 
to what effect? And, that, and, and then you get it. Um, it does poison damage to creatures if you use it on them. Is it like a consumable or is it just yeah, this you, is my magic toe? You feed it, you feed it to them and, and it takes away three of their max hit points. Okay. Um, which is not that useful, but super fun that you can get. And you also will fail your citizenship test if you have an extra toe. Oh, so, so they, And you can not know that you have it. Go there, do the test. And they're like, when we did your physical, we found this anomaly. <laughs> and then you have to get, you know, get a, get citizenship and go to their doctors to remove this extra toe. <laughs> you can get really good chance. You're never going to see this, uh-huh. you know, which is like super, super hidden, but really, really high level of detail. Yeah. I thought it was a bug that once I rescued Smiley, he was taking damage, but I was not. No, no. You must've picked up some boots. Yeah. Which and you have to make, make sense. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so again, one of my favorite things, there's also just while talking about the toxic caves, there's a, um, you have to come back with electronic lock picks, but there's an elevator at the back of them that yeah, goes out. I was wondering what happened with that. It's a pretty serious, uh, weapon and, and ammo stash. Oh, really? So if, you, if you have electronic lock picks, it's, it's worth going back there. If Are, you need resources. So I have like 120 lock pick right now. Um, you need a, you, I think you need an electronic lock pick. Oh, uh, okay. For it. Yeah. Um, which you can, I don't know where you get the first one. Yeah. But yeah. Huh. Um, you know, pretty, but uh, again, just kind of nice, uh, nice little bits of detail. It's a hard, it's hard to do here though because of the uh, the geckos, especially mm-hmm. the golden geckos. Yeah, holy shit! Like I ended up stealthing through this, which I never do in this kind of game. But mm-hmm. like uh, getting getting in was far far easier than getting out, just because Smiley, for as ineffectual as he is in combat, he really really is happy about doing combat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So they call him Smiley. Yeah. Um, yeah, it also, like, one of the things, if you're going to stealth it, um, we talked about this as the same engine as Fallout 1, more or less. One of the vast improvements they made is uh, companion control. So you have, as opposed to just being able to say, like, two things to your companion yeah. now, um, you can actually tell them which weapons to use and what to do, and you can make them stay in one place um, for you, which I ended up doing a lot, especially in the end game. You'll find that is very useful right. to have them wait mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Smiley ended up being more of a liability. This is probably where I did the most flagrant uh, saves coming, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just in order to uh, get out of here alive. Because, I, you know, I was I, I had enough of a cash flow problem that paying for Sulik outright wasn't quite an option yet. Mm-hmm. So and doing the doing the quest just seemed like the best way to do it. So I invested yeah. a lot of time um, in, you know, time traveling here. Yep. Um, there's one quest on, and that's, it's pretty cool here. That is not, uh, did you go and, uh, Torg, I think is his name. Did you go do and protect his, his Brahmin? No, no, I didn't. Um, you can go protect his Brahmin and he says there are lobster men <laughs> after it. And then you find out it's two shit heels who have taken rad scorpion claws and are wearing them as gloves <laughs> to scare this <laughs> mentally challenged guy. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's supposed to be a kind of a resolution for the quest where you expose them, but you can just kill them. There's no, uh, there's no resolution. Mm-hmm. They, they've never made it into the game. Right. Um, there's also a weird, you can find a crashed vertebrate, um, in kind of a, kind of hard to get to map from here. Like, uh, and that's just a foreshadowing for, for the enclave, but they do that pretty early on. Right. Um, but yeah, the other kind of big major feature is uh, trapper town, mm-hmm. which is a, a big rat dungeon yeah. that you can kill for, for experience. And it's mm-hmm. like I just love the idea that you know there people are opting to live there, but they're having to <laughs> board, they're they're having to board up more and more of it just because the the encroaching rat hordes are making it just so uninhabitable. Yeah, they're losing ground. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And there's a there's a gigantic rat here, which pays off later mm-hmm. in a, in a fun way. Does it? Um, yeah. Huh. Yep. In uh, in Gecko. 
Um, yeah. Hmm. So the uh, yeah, there's a giant king rat boss king, monster. King rat. Yeah, who king can, rat. Who can talk and uh, belies his designs for world domination. Yep. 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 Um, yeah. So, so you go do that, and you're mostly doing it. Um, the biggest, the other thing you find here is the. Uh, oh no, that, that actually comes later. You do get that fuel cell optimizer. Yeah, it's thing. like the, the, it's your ultimate reward for 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 beating this dungeon or getting yeah. through it rather. Yeah. yeah, which is well worth it yeah. because the the you know as as we'll see in the next area, um, like you know one of the, the best movement kind of empowerment items mm-hmm. in RPG is coming soon. Yeah. Um, so next you're going to the den, and that's where you find out uh, you know Vic has gone. So you're following the the trail of uh, breadcrumbs. Yeah, I, I, like, and, I can't remember like the causation that led me to go there, except that it was the clo- it was the nearest town. I think that somebody mentions it. Okay. That Vic used to trade with there or something like that. Yeah. Um, it is just if you go due east, you just run mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the den is uh, Moss Eisley, except with a bunch of, uh, you know, chattel slavery. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. This is, they're really ramping up the this world is a shit world mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, not least of which because there are little kids outside every building that steal from you. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what the, those kids do. No, um, like no wonder. What, like I just like couldn't hold on to any radex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kids are kids are stealing. Expensive. Them. Is there yep. any way to get it back? Is there any way to stop them from doing that? Um, not without. So if you kill a child in Fallout, you get the child killer perk, which makes a lot of people not like you. <laughs> um, the way to game it is if you go in combat mode, okay. you can walk by them. You can get them. You can kill them indirectly. So like the the fun way to do it if you're being elaborate is to carry around i will give everything to sulik and then just carry around lit dynamite <laughs> which will we'll make the kids steal it and then blow up and you're innocent somehow if you do that yeah. but uh not really like i think you're just expected to to buy it back they don't automatically steal they have a chance and you have a chance of noticing it hmm. um but it's not like planescape where you notice it and grab their hand and new quest it's right. just they'll reach over and do the little uh, steal animation if you make your perception test. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was weird that they were doing something with their hands, but I just I didn't attribute that to any kind of like systematic thing. Yeah, they work for um, one of the guy, Tubby. They work for Tubby. Oh. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, so they, they stole all your stuff. And it will all end up in Tubby's inventory, which when the first time I played it, that's how I noticed, was I had that fuel cell uh, oh. regulator and it went missing. Oh, And then Tubby shit. was selling it. And I was like, you motherfucker. Oh, that that could that could really fuck you. Like if his well, you, if his inventory refreshed. Oh no, you it, it's 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 permanent. It has a permanence to it. Oh, okay. like it, it won't go away. Like the things that he uh, that he takes from you. Yeah. So I'm I'm so fearful of stuff like that. Just like yep. the 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 undependable permanence of everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This game does a better job of that than uh, the first one did. No. I feel like um, you can lock things in any cabinet, mm-hmm. and it will stick around. Okay. Um, it just, it, a few exceptions, like if a map reloads. So there are a couple things that will make a map into an entirely different map and then you'll lose things. But for the most part, if you just put things on the ground or in a, uh, a, a chest, it'll be okay. Okay. So, huh. yeah, they're done. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind of, you know, this is where Vic is, which is your next kind of uh, motion error. There's lots of little side things. Yeah. Side things to do. Yeah. The, uh, the kingpin here, uh, um, yep. is, uh, is Metzger. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the guy who kind of is, uh, uh, running the whole slavery show and he's the guy who is also holding Vic hostage uh, yep. and you find out that he wants uh, you know he, he got Vic because he knows he has a reputation for, for being able to fix things he can't um, <laughs> <laughs> he kind of can he's not yeah, great at it a little bit but. yeah 
Um, his daughter gives him shit about it, which is real funny. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, he's there and he wants to have a radio so he can pick up uh, uh, or intercept transmissions from the Enclave and the NCR, which he doesn't yeah. really uh, explain, but, you know, they end up being kind of the big forces here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of different ways you can deal with Metzger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can buy buy Vic, right. and you, you know, so the various amounts you can talk him down in price. If you're a lady, you can talk him down with a sex discount, which can happen several times. Which again, like I'm going to give it a pass as a verisimilitude yeah. kind of thing, but it feels a little icky. Um, I don't uh, like something about Fallout games turns me into a real like John Wayne kind of thing. <laughs> like it is very satisfying in these games to clean up the West. Yeah. Yeah. Like in a way, these games are westerns, mm-hmm. and that is what you're doing. So I don't, I don't abide slavery in my wasteland. Yeah, and uh, that's very fun. However, you are very underleveled yeah. <laughs> to take on Metzger's gang. Yeah, they they have a lot of guns, and there are a lot of them. But yeah. you can do it like the same way. So what I try to do is come up with you know try things until I can find something that works mm-hmm. for when I'm there. I don't want to come back. Um, the pro tip for taking out Metzger this early in the game. Um, and I think I actually went and did Modoc first. So I gained a, a level or two, um, from the next area. But the, uh, one, you can use lockpick to lock doors. So you can cordon off a portion of his forces by locking them in a room before you start shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a quest with a gang war, um, that's going on. And any survivors from that, if you can tempt them into the same area, they will yeah. fight on your side because they, they remember you helping them. Mm, yeah. So I would lure Metzger's gang into the church where the gang war kind of culminated. Okay. And then I had a bunch of allies and was able to kill kill the group. Yeah. So that quest was one that I didn't end up being able to do because I fucked myself out with a, uh, out of it with a uh, failed speech check. Mm. Yeah. So I never like that. I never got that uh, uh, Shady Sands you know standoff there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the kind of uh, which is, there's not too much to it story wise. Mm-hmm. Like it's just they're they're watching a church full of chemical you know chemical shipments, right. and uh, you you talk to one gang that wants to take over for Metzger's people, right. and uh, the end result is like we're going to go do this. Do you want to come with us and right. clean house? Which of course you want to do because you want to pick up everyone's guns, <laughs> right? So so anytime there's a bloodbath, I'm there like just human <laughs> vulture, you know. Um, and then but then you gain some allies if you can keep them alive. Yeah. So that's the way you take out Metzger kind of early. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also really hope for a critical hit with a submachine gun if you found one <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah. Because each, like when you do a submachine gun, each bullet is an attack roll, right. so they each have a, a crit chance, and uh, so you you know it, it makes it easier to uh, to crit with burst fire weapons. Yeah, and that's why I never give burst fire weapons to any of my nope. parties. <laughs> nope. You run into Marcus in uh, in Redding, and he's killed my entire party except for me. Like literally, <laughs> like I and I had a high charisma character, so I had. Four other people. He stands at the back, guns them all down. <laughs> like it's amazing, like, and it's all like the very violent crit. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just that like that like that wet noise that like <laughs> noise yeah. that happens when you uh, machine gun crit somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a little shit. Reload. Yeah, like it is. There's a Pavlovian response. Reload. Yeah. <laughs> so yep, the, yep. the second you hear that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, that, that's Metzger. There's not too much to him. If you're evil, you can join him and you mm-hmm. get to do a series of quests as a slaver. Yeah. Um, going enslaving tribals, mm-hmm. which again, I just like that possibility space, even though I'll never do it. Yeah. Um, or I, I mean, I've done it before, but just for the novelty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he is the kind of the, the kingpin in this town if you want to be, be a shit heel. Right. 
so the way that I resolved this, you know, I just played ball. Um, even though mm-hmm. he did move the, the goalposts on me. So I, you know, it's like, hey, can I go talk to Vic about this, you know, to see what's up? And I gave him his radio and he took, he took the crystal out of it and made a functioning one. Uh, and then he was like, well, you know, it changed my mind, gonna charge you. I just paid him anyway. So mm-hmm. I, so I'd be able to get my lead for the next area. Um, I fully intend to, you know, go, you know, go gunslinger on him, you know, dirty, it's real dirty Harry. Um, just go back and clean house. Um, but uh, everyone loves you in that town if you kill. Kill Metzger. Oh, great! Yeah, like he's, he's you know nobody likes that guy. Yeah, I could probably oh. accomplish that now, and that would be a very uh, very good boost for me. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and combat XP is not uh, insignificant at all in this it's game. It's not. Yeah, yeah. You and you that is a viable. They they give you that if you just want to be a psychopath and and murder these towns, like you'll gain the same number of levels as you do, you know, for doing quests. Yeah, for for, for running errands for them, for yeah. running meals to uh to, to what's name Smitty. Smitty, <laughs> I love if you do that quest. So they give you a. Mom, there's mom's diner. Yeah. You do a meal to give to the car guy. If you wait long enough to give it to him, you get to him and he's already eaten. And my character said, oh, well, I came all this way. Can I still get the experience points? And he <laughs> says, yes. And you get them. So that's like if you forget to do it, like if you get distracted. Yep. yep. It's incredible. Like, yeah. well, I came all this way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. And he, he begrudgingly gives you the experience points. Yeah. It's real which, funny. which is like makes it this weird, you know, up its own ass. Like experience there, yeah. points are actually chits that they hand you. <laughs> there are tons of meta. Yeah. Like, you know, you always have an option where, or not always, but often have an option where your character is aware that they're in a game. Yeah. Um, which I love. It reminds me of some of the dialogue choices. It's not quite as consistent and it's not quite the reason for it, but it reminds me of uh, what Ron Gilbert said about Monkey Island, where mm-hmm. when they do these dialogue choices, they have an opportunity to write four different jokes. Yeah. And a lot of times the funniest thing that I could say, I didn't really have any interest in saying, but <laughs> there's something like really funny at the end. Yeah. Um, you know, and that comes up a lot, like in, in Vault City to, uh, to, you know, first citizen and, and kind of those encounters. And then also in, in new Reno, which is, you know, one of the centerpieces of the game. Right. And a really funny little dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, mom's diner has another really funny, uh, encounter. At least I, I made note of it talking to Stacy about her cat cuddles. It's not funny. It's sad. Well, it is pretty sad. I, yeah. I don't have the relationship with cats that you do, but, uh, well, but you do want them hunted to extinction because they're domesticated. No, and they should be eaten for meat. No, I just want is a strong word. No, yeah. no, no. I just, <laughs> but I just, I just like the idea that you just get experience for listening to somebody pour their heart out about their missing cat. Yeah. 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 That, 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 other- so when I say funny, it's not ha ha funny. It's peculiar, I guess. Yeah. So. So it's funny. Yeah. Funny, strange. Yeah. Yeah. I like how it kind of explains why there are no cats. Uh-huh. Like, you know, the cats can't really defend themselves. Yeah. They're, you know, so yeah. they're domesticated. So they're doomed. Mm-hmm. Unlike dogs, which are wild. And there's only a couple of domesticated dogs in the game. Right. Um, yeah. The other, one of the big things here too, other than just the fact that there are a lot of different shops, mm-hmm. which is great. This is the first time you can really buy drugs. Um, there's a really kind of in-depth addiction mechanic and chance and withdrawal yeah. um, kind of mechanic in the game. I tend to cheese it and uh, reload if yeah. I get addicted to something. I have played the game as a drug addict, which is really fun. So, so, so you it, just always indulge your uh, your withdrawals in order yes. to get that? Okay. Yeah. You take every drug that you find. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't have to take it as soon as you get it. But, like, next time in combat, if I have Jet, I'm taking it. And then – you just live with the withdrawal until you can find a fix. Right. And you will be like selling valuable guns in order to buy buff out. So you're not crippled during the next fight. Yeah. Much in the way that like a, a, ju- a junkie would be. Yeah. Um, so that, that is a fun, a fun kind of challenge run. Yeah. 
of the game. I could see that. I got addicted to uh, to buff out in Vault Eight, um, mm. trying to force those doors open. Uh, mm-hmm. Rather than reload, I just wanted to see if I could sweat it out, which you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there's no uh, time limit to this, like unlike the first one. Yeah, we had yeah. To get the back. I was so, I was anxious about that, and at a certain point, I just Googled to see if that was the case. Yeah, yeah. They want you to be. Yeah. They want to. They want to instill a sense of of pressure but it yeah. is not a time limit well the, well the elder cuts in with the you know our people are suffering you know blah 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 like we're you know, mm-hmm. general reminder every every month or so but yeah yep yeah. yeah um yeah so it's all those shops the big another big thing here is the car yeah so yeah. Uh, you're not gonna be able to use it just yet but uh th- this is you're going to find a car um and you're going to buy it and it makes travel really fast which is necessary for how big the yeah. map is um and also adds like a resource management Thing. It gives me something else on my shopping list. Yeah. You know, like, oh, if I can find fuel cells, I'm always going to buy them. Yeah. That would, I, I could just see that being such a complicating factor for anybody who wanted to play energy weapons, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're the, making a. a you know, your, am, your ammo is your money, is your fuel. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things they originally wanted the car to have weapons and be <laughs> usable in combat, but they the engine couldn't actually. And then the compromise was the engine can't actually make the car move. So, yeah. so from on one end of the spectrum, <laughs> is, is it's this awesome like NPC um, that can that can shoot, and then the other end of the spectrum, uh, spectrum, it's actually not animate. So, <laughs> and that's what they ended up going with. Yeah, the non-animate section. Yeah, I like the quest to get it. It's real. Uh, it's real useful. Um, mm-hmm. It's a it's it's a definite uh, plus. But, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love I love the car. It's yeah. kind of fast travel. It's like a prototype fast travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're going to have to walk all the way across the map and then all the way back again before you can get it. So yeah. By yep. that point, you really appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's see here. There's an actual ghost here, which is really weird. I yep. know that there are psionics, um, at least in Fallout 1, but uh, but to see apparently ghosts exist um, was a little it, bit... It's uh, the only ghost in any of the games. Yeah. Like, it really shouldn't be there. <laughs> like, uh, part of the... I think one of the things that happened with Fallout 2 is that... In order to make a game of this scope, they had a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Right. And not everybody was on the same page. So some of the anomalous things like that that feel weird mm-hmm. were people who weren't necessarily in step with everyone else. Right. You know, um, even the psionics, like, disappeared right. after the first one. Like, it's it's cordoned off to a room, and then they never appear again. Mm-hmm. Ghosts, like, there's one – like, they do holograms later in the, in the games and they, they could have very easily made this like a, a AI that were like a brain that was uploaded into, you know, the singularity and made it a hologram or made it a hoax mm-hmm. or something like that. That would have fit in a little bit better than actually having it being a ghost. And it made me really cliche. Like it's just, you know, my bones need to be laid to rest. Right. That's really cliche. It's not, it didn't add very much to it. I was, yeah, I was really disappointed with the, with the ghost. Yeah. That's there. I liked it when you're hearing about it as a rumor mm-hmm. and then you go there, but uh, yeah, it doesn't fit in very well. And then they play it as straight as possible. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not a subverted cliche. It's just straight up. What was the game that we played uh, at one point where it was like they're the you know just a regular kind of futuristic, but then there was a thieves gold quest that was literally like raid this keep in order to steal candelabras. Um, that happens in Fallout One. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> it yeah. was the earlier one in the series. <laughs> All right. Um, you run into Loxley, um, who is the uh, the uh, you know character of the thieves guild character in the middle of uh, fallout one for some reason yeah. um yeah, yeah. 
but you know, it's it's fine. I won't hold it against it. It's one little quest that's annoying. Um, yeah, and it's next to a quest that is, like, it's kind of interesting because it's placed right next to a quest that is exactly what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. Where like you have it in your, in the notes as an actual mummy. Like that's not in a mummy. Um, like that, that is them taking something and subverting it. Okay. Like the character who's a mummy is a ghoul that's asleep. Okay. Um, and you get a quest like, oh, he's, he's, you know, he hibernates. Like something about his mutation means he hibernates. He, you know, he's last seen going west. You can go there and then wake him up. And he gets up out of the coffin and freaks out the guy who's who's showing him off. Mm-hmm. And that's what you should be doing. Like, take these tropes and subvert them. Right. You know? And it happens literally between a door. Like, there's a straight-up ghost story and then this kind of fallout take on a, you know, uh, on it. Like, right next to each other. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. So, I, I didn't notice that. Like, I, I paid to see the mummy and then I was confused by what I saw and then I reloaded to get my $25 back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. only you could do that in real life. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. like, mm-hmm. Oh man, fortunately twenty five dollars is above my is above my radar. So yeah, <laughs> I, I I just like a below twenty. Yeah, whatever. Uh, above twenty, like twenty five. Nope. Let us read the fine print on this. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah. Okay, so that, that that's good to know that it wasn't literally like here is the you know no the, 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 the tales the tales movies. from the crypt section no <laughs> Fallout Two although that would be pretty cool <laughs> yeah yeah this is the crypt keeper designed this this part uh, when eventually you get Vic he he says that he get you're you're asking about this fall this uh flask with the the Vault Thirteen logo mm-hmm. and he says he got it from a, a buddy in Vault yeah. City um, named Ed. Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by Audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com forward slash watch out for fireballs, you can get a free audiobook of your choice or other piece of audio entertainment. So jam on them hollow tapes and uh, help out the show. And uh, you're going to run into Modoc on the way. Yeah. Which is a trick that Fallout 1 used a lot. Um, it doesn't use it that often in this game, especially after this point. Mm-hmm. You're not going to run into things on the way to things. Um, I love the, um, the kind of theming of cartography as power. Right. In these games. So like, there are many NPCs you can run into where you can just say, they mention New Reno and you can say, oh, where is that? And he says, oh, we'll mark it on your map. Yeah. Like knowing where something is would be really powerful in this kind of world. Mm-hmm. You know, because you'll know uh, their alternative is you know this weird geographical attrition where it's like, well, we need we just need to you know open up the fog of war, yeah. right? Right, just wandering around forever, and uh, I, I really like that about uh-huh. this. Like, um, so but this one is not. Nobody puts Modok on your map. You just run into it, right? So, and Modok yeah. is very similar to one of the uh, towns in Fallout One. Yeah. Um, and then the, the first one you run into with Killian. So yeah, kind of looks like that a little bit. Yeah, it's a little farming community that has been hit pretty hard by the same drought uh, that you have. I really like this because it kind of hammers home in a way that uh, Klamath slash the Den doesn't really. Just this notion of like coexistence a little bit. Like it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty heavy handed here, but it pops up at, at least so far as I've seen uh, a couple of times. Um, just in that there is a conflict between these two nearby settlements and. If you are playing in a certain way, you're able to arrange for something that is mutually beneficial. Yeah, and it happens several times yeah. in the next like kind of stretch of game. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, and it's and it's cool to actually go around affecting positive change mm-hmm. if that's your yeah. style. 
Yep. And it, you know, it comes up in the ending. Like this, this game does the, uh, the fallout style. Like here are the places you visited. Here's what happened to yeah, them. Slideshow. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it is satisfying to do this. Um, one of the like delights of the, this game is, um, kind of tied into this, this, this larger quest of, so essentially the, uh, the idea is there's a ghost farm nearby. <laughs> And, uh, you, you know, some of their people are like, oh, there's this ghost farm. We're all scared of it, but it has resources. And you go there and there are crops, but there are also, uh, people impaled on spikes. Yeah. And people, <laughs> you know, white pasty people glowing or walking around. I love what they do with that. It's so good. Like, this is such a good idea. Um, you also, before you go there, you find there's a, a tanner, um, a leather tanner whose son has gone missing, um, mm-hmm. who's looking for a son. And, uh, he will also, um, help you out here. Um, his dog will join you named Laddie. Um, bring <laughs> Simpsons reference. And the dialogue with Laddie is, is amazing. Like the Laddie stuff is so good because, you know, Laddie is a dog and just barks and you can say really funny, you know, things to Laddie. Is Timmy like, in a uh, well? Yeah. Yeah. You, you have these conversation, one sided conversations with, with the dog and, uh, similar to, uh, Monkey Island too. Now that yeah. I mention it, yeah. um, or Monkey Island, uh, yeah. Monkey Island one actually. And the, uh, the first one with the dog in the scum bar. But, um, yeah, so Laddie's really great. And it all ties into this thing. So you, so you go to the ghost farm. And uh, if you have a good enough perception, you look at the, the corpses and you see that they are actually fake. Like it's all plastic guts and mannequins. Right. And it's, stuff. It, it's not plastic. They're, they're rats that have been oh, gussing yeah. up like humans, like dressed in human clothes. Yeah, yeah. So they have <laughs> realistic blood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's not actually real mm-hmm. and, uh, kind of regardless of how you find it, you can find a hatch that leads down to the, uh, underground area yeah. or you can fall into their trap. They Which have a, a farmhouse. Yeah. That's what I did. <laughs> Me too. Um, it's the, it's the slags. They're, they're, they're mole men. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they have ghouls down there with them. I think this is the first time you run into ghouls, mm-hmm. um, in the game or there are a couple of them actually in, uh, of the den, I think, but, um, yeah, they live underground. They have giant mole rats in, in pens and they have these crops. And, uh, but they are, there are certain supplies they don't get. So they want to make peace. Yeah. They have plenty of water, work. which would solve, uh, Modoc's problem. Yep. Uh, this is Modoc as distinct from that weird Marvel villain. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so. Machine designed only for killing. Yes. Um, the, uh, uh, or mental or, I'm sorry, not machine, mental organism designed only for killing. Okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, so this is a nice little making piece. They have Timmy. Um, Timmy just fell down and he's not being kept there against his will or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's a nice, like, side community that is not sinister. Right. You know? They're just making their way. <laughs> it's, it's like they just did this really fucked up, intimidating thing in order to keep people away. Yeah, or like for protection. Yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, there are roving bands of slavers. Uh huh. You know, around. Like, why wouldn't they do this? Yeah. You know? I, I, lo- I love their description, just kind of like you ask them, so, like, why are you guys down here? Why are you doing this? Like, just imagine you've never seen the sky. Like, we send people up, and they cling to the ground because they believe they will fall into the void. Yep. Yeah. yeah which I've seen. <laughs> I've read that other places, and yeah. I always love it. Uh-huh. Like, the idea of falling into the sky. Yep. So good. Pops up in um, Mist, like in the novels there. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Denis. You know. the um. So you can make peace between the two, which is what you should do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're rewarded for such. Um, there isn't actually that much to do in MODOK. Right. Um, one of the nice little side things is <laughs> you get married. Uh, no, no. Okay, so there there are two awesome things in, in MODOK. I there did are three not... awesome things. There's another thing that's not in the notes. Ah, okay. Yep, so three awesome things. No, I did not get married. I um, uh, 
you know, basically just read this after the fact, um, just that, you know, this is one of those areas where there's a consequence for hooking up with people in that whether you are a male or female, there is a, uh, a comely farmer's, uh, child yeah. that you can sleep with. And then so you don't are shotgun stick your with- dick in these holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you are shotgun wed to them and they become, yep. they become companions that you can't get rid of except by divorce. Yep. Or selling them into slavery. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, which I or mean, just marriage, them, right? Yeah. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> uh, or just letting them to die to fucking Juan Domingo's um, later on, <laughs> which is my preferred way to get rid of NPCs I don't like. Um, but yeah, so you, you can get shotgun married, which is real fun. Mm-hmm. Like the actual the, the church scene is is pretty fun and nice. Like you're not expecting that in in the game to be forced with a, a husband or wife yeah. who is a garbage NPC who can't yeah. do anything. <laughs> Um, that's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, so there's a, um, uh, in here where they serve wasteland omelets, um, okay. which are renowned throughout the land. Um, and she has a, a chicken coop, which is guarded by barbed wire and dogs. Um, and the, if you break in, uh, she has a death claw, death claw in there and you're, oh. you, she's making omelets of death claw eggs. Um, I, I guess that would be a hearty meal. I mean, they're, yeah. they're roughly the size of Buicks. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and you can you can break in and kill this death claw for just combat experience, and then everyone's sad because there are no more omelets. Yeah, like why would uh, you, you why would you mess you, up a good thing? If you lit it out and run away, then everyone in the town dies. Um, <laughs> so, oh man, that's pretty good. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't catch that. Um, the thing I did catch was attempting to resolve a feud over a missing piece of jewelry mm-hmm. and causing yeah. a shit explosion. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of what I was mentioning earlier when it actually reloads a new map. Shit covered Modoc is a different area. So if you leave things in a in a chest in regular Modoc and then turn into shit covered yeah. Modoc. Um did you go down in the well and pick up any of the coins? Uh no. You you say a line from Goonies. Like you oh, say, really? like, this is my wish, my <laughs> wish, and I'm taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. Like, like the, the pop culture references, they, they tend not to get in the way. I think the most noticeable one was uh, I think one of my companions has said, I wish I had a limit break. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Those are real fun. The, the, the level up stuff um, that comes up. Even yeah. like I mean, that's always been a fall. Like in the very first like Fallout, um, one the guy who they send out before you, his name is Zed. And I think when you click <laughs> on it, it goes like Zed's dead, baby. <laughs> Um, like they, they do that, you know, that's always been a, a fallout thing. Yeah. And, uh, it always kind of works for me that self-aware fourth wall. Yeah. Kind of stuff. I just, I love it when something climbs up its own ass like that. Yeah. I don't know. Stanley parables it. Yep. So, but yeah. Hmm. Um, so <laughs> I just, yeah, shit, shit storm. Yeah. Just, uh, so like you're just, it's, it's a clog, like a rat has taken this and you, in order to get to his stash, you have to use some kind of explosive. It was a neat little, uh, puzzle in that I kept on trying to figure out how to not be immediately immolated, you know, because it's completely filled with, uh, with methane gas that will, <laughs> you know, burn you alive. <laughs> yes. You know, it took me a while to figure out, okay, I just leave enough time for me to get up, uh, get up to the surface and then I'll be okay. If not covered in what they call goo, but I know full well is shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's here, but other areas, if you use a shovel on the goo, it disappears. Oh yeah. So you can can actually shovel the shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then later you get a perk for that. Um, (laughs) Later there's a guy who will hire you to do it. And then you get a plus five to your speech because you're a good uh, shoveling bullshit. (laughs) Bullshitter. Yeah. That's so good. I know. It's so good. There's so much (laughs) fucking detail. It kills me. (laughs) Like, 
every game should have like that. I just want, yeah. I mean, not every game. I don't want Mario to be like, oh, if you do this, then, but I, I just, I appreciate it so much. Yeah. It's not oh. enough turtles. You get the title as Soup Master. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that, that was one of my, uh, and again, like, the, the, like that's an example of where it's juvenility, uh, pays off. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. But uh, um, Modoc and the Ghost Farmer are uh, are pretty good. Yeah, and that's pretty much what you can do, you know, do here. Um, so you're heading to Vault City to meet uh, Ed, the merchant. And I like how Vault City is set up to show, like the uh, the kind of perils of prosperity. Mm-hmm. You know, in the waste, like everyone you every uh, area you've seen so far has been people making moral compromises in the face of survival. Yeah, and this is a place that is just making moral compromises because. You know, because of, because they're <laughs> they, awful. Because you know, like not because scarcity, but just because fuck you got mine. Or yeah, like yeah. to be more charitable, it's like a no room in the lifeboat kind of thing. Right. It's like right. a rapture. Yeah. It's you know like just uh let, let's establish haves and have nots because that like that is the potential energy that makes commerce run. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it happens. It's it's right away. Like right immediately. The theming here is really neat. Where this uh people who are living out in the outskirts. Um, the game does a thing where, like, kind of areas are implied to be bigger than they are. Yeah. You know, so, like, you go into a city and it's three screens and there are 30 people in town. Like, I always imagine there's a couple hundred. Yeah. And this is just the, the relevant stuff. So the idea of all these people pitching tents in the periphery of Vault City because it's within their gun walls, mm-hmm. um, even though it means that they have to kind of pay these tributes and and live these, like, real second-class citizen lives is really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and makes it, like, this area is actually one of the more insidious areas in the game like mm-hmm. it speaks to the ro- the the kind of uh how bad humanity gets in this game that mm-hmm. this is these are not the you know the biggest villains in right. there like um you know Lynette's terrible yeah just like, an she, awful, you know, she's just a bad person human. yeah yeah um she just doesn't happen to be as bad as like the the new reno people and definitely not as bad as the hobologist <laughs> So. Is is that Scientology? Is that they, that, they used to be, to be the original name was for them was the Elron Ologist. <laughs> so yeah, throwing that out there. But uh, yeah, and just like that, like that, that's what's so interesting about interesting about speculative fiction in general, um, mm-hmm. and you know, like Fallout here specifically, which is like take to, you know to take a shitty situation and then just in each individual area change one or two variables and that's what's cool about the vaults too and mm-hmm. see and, and, you know and see a couple years down the line what the what what you know like what the end result is how does right. like how how does the overall structure of this change and this is like just a a really shitty ecosystem where you have yep. where you have this you know underclass that is stuck between walls that they can never get past and also raiders that know that they're easy targets yep yeah, yeah exactly and and are just exposed to the the worst like i love uh one of the smallest detail or small details that they have is i love their uh, malfunctioning auto dock yeah <laughs> so all their medical attention comes from this like broken yeah. machine uh-huh. that um you can fix but it's very difficult to fix and if you don't and you try to get medical attention from it, it can kill you right right out you know it is it is a very dangerous kind of uh and the doctor when you talk to him he even says well it's better than nothing yeah you know um there's a guy like laying in a tent dying of radiation poisoning yeah you know who just uh it is very like it's pretty bleak yeah and this is also like it's established that this is where all of the doctors come from like this is this is the bastion of scientific and medical knowledge in the wasteland yep and it's right outside their doorstep and they're not doing anything about it right so 
pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, not only that, but there's also uh, slavery. Kind of like America, right? Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. They, it, <laughs> if only yeah. the people involved city would make everything out of hemp. <laughs> <laughs> their um, shampoo, their food. Yeah. If only they'd follow Dr. Bronner's three magic steps <laughs> to the all-in-one good goddess. Yeah, yeah to, to, to make everybody blind. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but, uh, but, but yeah, it's, uh, they, they, they try and gussy it up and I like how you can attempt to speak truth to power, but they, but they, in a very, uh, you know, not to be Tumblr social justice warrior about it, privilege kind of way to say, well, you know, we're giving them a, you know, we're giving them a shelter and they should be grateful yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's mutually beneficial, beneficial. There's no getting to Lynette yeah. at any point. Like we'll talk about her in, in a moment at length, but like. Uh-huh. There's no redemption for her. Yeah. Like she was born. Not everyone in the city is awful. Right. Like there are several people who are actually good people. Mm-hmm. But she is a true believer in the fact that her people and the, the, the citizens are just better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is why they've done better. Yes. What is it? For a non-citizen, you certainly demand a great deal of my time. Why do we condone slavery? The system has been in place for many years and it works quite well. Both parties benefit from the institution. They are not slaves. They are our servants. We have given them homes, food, clothing, and a purpose. We have given them a life. I believe it is time you left. I suggest you make your stay in Vault City a short one. Do you have any conception of how busy I am? I run this city and have precious little time to waste with you. You barge into my chambers and then have the audacity to insult me, Lynette, first citizen of Vault City? Leave. You are no longer welcome in this city. Like, she is the kind of person who's going to give a homeless person a coding book, <sighs> you know, and say, like, learn how to code. Is that a thing? It is a thing. Um, Fucking yeah. Christ, Gary. There's, yeah, <laughs> it's the worst. I like, there was a, like, I will give you, I can't remember the thing, uh, Bob Mackey had it on his Twitter. Because he's 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 good in yeah, the ways of social justice. Yeah. Um, I like reading Bob's things when yeah. I want to get angry. Uh-huh. Um, and it was it was like it was a guy writing an essay about how instead of getting homeless people money, we should give them books on how to code, and then give them money, and then with like a promise of getting it back, and turn them into. And it was just like the one of the most offensive, dehumanizing, yeah, uh, things. It's just really gross. Ugh. That's kind of like saying, okay, so give them give them this machine that you can crank that will generate power that will go into the grid. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. just like, hey, hey, we're doing them a favor because we're not literally liquidating them and turning their electrolytes into <laughs> a slurry that we can use to feed our children. They're not matrix, bat- matrix batteries. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah. is all we can say. Uh-huh. My my, fa- my favorite bit of uh, uh, like flavor around this. So there's a quest that you get pretty much immediately. There's a there's a wife who's distressed that her uh, husband Josh has been you know taken in by this uh, bureau of indentured servitude. Uh, you mm-hmm. know that's headed by Barkus, and you can go. <laughs> which is my favorite. I, I think he's some kind of like Shiba Inu or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but no, uh, you know, you go in and the in the speechy way to get around this. Uh, if you ha- if you if you're high enough and persuade, it's like tell him, yeah, you know, there's this there's this disease that's running around in slaves where like they they get real angry when you hit them and they're real lethargic and they get like sad. They're like, oh, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, as people do. Yeah. Like uh, people don't like to get hit. Yeah. And uh yeah. The uh, yeah, I, I love doing that as well. Otherwise you can just buy them too and yeah. and return them. Um to the thing. I don't think you can just buy them and have them as a shitty NPC. Right. Which would be a nice evil way to, to do the quest, but <laughs> yeah. 
said like, that does not exist. Listen up, motherfucker. So you're going to come out here and you're going to be chewed up by a death claw and I will not reload to save you. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, you eventually get, uh, get Ed. So he, again, this is where the trail of breadcrumbs that you're following uh, starts kind of breaking down. Right. Um, where he tells you he doesn't know where Vault 13 is, but he says there's a computer in Vault 8, mm-hmm. um, which is where that might know the location. Right. Um, Vault 8 is where Vault City is made made from. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can also get Cassidy here, who is yeah. uh, who's a bartender. Um, you pretty much just have to say, like, aren't you sick of this shit? <laughs> yeah. Like, he, uh, his bar, um, he didn't pay, like, the dues. Mm-hmm. And some people busted up his bar. Yeah. Barkus and, and his crew did. And you can just be like, don't you hate this? And, and he'll come with you pretty much at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of interestingly, he used to have a talking head. And there's uh, footage of it. Yeah, or like I saw uh, that. pictures of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they, they didn't have that. And he has a heart condition, which means he can never take a, uh, a chem other than stims. Right. Or he dies mm-hmm. and gives you a funny float. <laughs> funny. Um, yeah. But uh, like, is is that one of the situations? This may have just been an uncorroborated rumor that I read. Doesn't he die after enough time passes? Um, I don't. I don't think that's true. Okay. Um, that that would be really neat if it if it happened. Yeah. Um, he stays with you. He's also like really fun in kind of a cowboy way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's uh, he he's a he's a tough old cute. Yeah. And uh, and uh, does not die. I think um, I was talking to Will about this because uh, we kind of played through it at the same time, and he was saying how when he's at the end. Um, Cassidy said, like, I wouldn't have thought an old timer like me would be able to, to do, to, you know, follow the end of this road with you. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was just like, yeah, <laughs> and, oh, just going into that old West yeah. kind of mentality that these games mm-hmm. uh, put me in. Yeah. I, I like that. He just like, if you, if you talk to him, he will like reveal all of the wounds that he suffered. And it's like yeah. that scene from hot shots or hot shots too, where it's yeah. like, <laughs> yep. You know, I like my, I don't have, I don't have a cardiovascular system. It's just a hamster in a wheel. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like he's got like a plate in his head and he's only got one eye. He's like, just like a beat up junkyard dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And yeah. he's actually really effective. Like he's probably mm-hmm. the best NPC, him and Sulek yep. are probably tied. So he's, he's great. He's very good with, uh, with fist weapon. He can use pretty much everything. Yep. Um, I love like being able to ask people, like, what weapons can you use? <laughs> and uh, you get a lot of flavor, mm-hmm. um, from how they, they kind of talk about it yeah. and he can use almost everything. Yeah, I've got him loaded up, loaded up with a shotgun right now. Yeah, yeah, he, and he's good with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Vic makes a good sniper. Yep. We can talk about him as a as a player character, as a uh, uh, a companion, but mm-hmm. he makes a pretty good sniper. Right. So, yeah. Um, so you can con your way into getting a day pass, a literal uh, day pass into the uh, into the city. There are a couple of ways you can do it. Like you can steal it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the usual Fallout uh, uh, multi key lock kind of thing. There's uh, a there's a fun way if a guy sells you a, a day pass you can actually blackmail him uh, with that you can get him to sell it to you and then threaten to turn him in <laughs> and he'll give you false citizenship papers so which is fun and then you can then turn him in for with, with how easy it is to get kicked out of this place I can't imagine that's a very good idea at all you're not in it yet at that point though uh, oh you mean having false citizenship yeah yeah papers? like relying on that it just it kind of depends like there are a couple of places where they get checked. Um, and if you avoid those, you're fine. So it gives you enough agency to, uh, to do the quest you need to, to become a citizen. Mm-hmm. But if you try to get into the vault or you try to get into the, uh, the good shop, mm-hmm. um, you're going to be in kind of in trouble. Okay. What, uh, what's the good shop? I always go to like the, the quartermaster or whatever, but I've never. Yeah. The main, the main quartermaster. Okay. And there's the two, uh, shittier, smaller ones. Yeah. There's like Randall. Uh, or is he the good yeah. one? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, well, there's a uh, yeah. There's so there's the 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 bigger one, mm-hmm. the bigger one that has really good weapons and sells chems for really cheap. And there's yeah. a two or uh, two smaller procurement yeah. shops that are not as good. Oh, speaking of chems, like when you when you go in, they'll search you and they'll confiscate all of your chems, not your companions. So load them onto your uh, load them onto your buddies. Uh, and there's a bar that only sells synthetic liquors. And there's a quest that once you become a citizen, you're able to like bring actual booze in. <laughs> There's also a quest. That, I mean, you won't get until later, but uh, there's a quest to smuggle jet uh, into the into the city. Really, which you can't do until later. Yeah, um, which is actually really cool. And then there's also the racism of this area kind of plays through because um, even when you're a, a, a citizen, certain people will not stand for you having um, you know non-humans in your party. Right. Which you don't you don't get yet, but uh, kind of actually after Cassidy, he's the last human you get in your party, other than Myron. Um, everyone else is uh, some kind of mutant or or machine or something more interesting. Um, so you know, and people have a problem with that as well. So mm-hmm. it's not only slavery filled; it's also racist. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yep. So you get in, um, and you go to the main like citizen center where Lynette is. Uh, you know, everybody mm-hmm. points to her as you know the seat of power. You know, first citizen. Etc. And you know, it doesn't take too long talking to her to realize that she is just so far beyond reason that is, it's not worth it. It is. It is. I mean, I've said it before, but this was a real paradigm shift for me in in games, where like I feel like this is a boss fight. Yeah. Like she is. You know, you have to have a certain amount of skill and be very careful in your choices to yeah. to work with her. There's a, a perk you can get where you can where p- things that people will respond to positively are highlighted white and things that they will respond to negatively are highlighted red. Yeah. Um, which helps a lot with her. They ended up doing that again when, um, in Deus Ex Human Revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really have to thread a needle with Lynette. Yeah. And you're rewarded if you can do so. Like if you can keep her happy, you know, refer to her as first citizen, kiss her ass properly, you get a huge reward. Like if you do all of her quests and do that, you can be made a captain of the guard. Really? Which is extremely hard to do. But you get uh, a lot of perks and you can go into uh, the the slavery center and make Barkus apologize to Cassidy, <laughs> which is fun. Like there's a lot of little detail to it, but just very difficult uh, to do. Um, but you can you can do it. There's like, a, you know, it's a space for it. You can also find a lot of really interesting stuff about the kind of larger meta plot, which we'll talk a lot about during the next episode. But you can press her, you know, oh, you know, there's no overseer here. Mm-hmm. Well, who, who's in, you know, how did you guys know when to leave the vaults? And she'll be like, oh, we received the all clear signal. And you're like, well, from who? <laughs> and you can really press her on that without pissing her off if you've built up her, uh, you know, how much she likes you. Right. And uh, get a lot of information about, you know, foreshadowing the Enclave, mm-hmm. more or less. And then they're kind of the, the sinister X-Files-esque conspiracy plot at the heart of this game. Right. Um, and it's all available really, you know, really early on if you have the right stats. Mm-hmm. Which is which is cool. Yeah, and that's kind of a bummer because I got here, you know, and I just didn't know about the you know the hidden kind of HP that you had to whittle down in order to curry favor, um, and you know, so I just ended up reloading a lot after I got banned from the city. Yeah, uh, trying to trying to feel her out, and just stuff wasn't available to me. Yeah, so. it's worth doing just to see what she says. Yeah, you know, and then reloading and talking to McClure. Mm-hmm. Who's the you know you you get the idea that she is kind of a figurehead yeah. and he's the one who does the actual work and he's not a monster. Yeah. So and he's he's reasonable and you may also have, remember him from such films as <laughs> yeah. I Married such a Rat Scorpion as the as the, uh, the, the reasonable clerk <laughs> and citizenship citizenship test passed. 
Yeah. Mm, just don't uh, just don't leave your fish alone with him, please. Yes. No. I've, I've exercised a, uh, a, a, an amazing amount of restraint not doing a Troy McClure impression. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of Simpsons references. I know in this game. It's great. So yeah, we yeah. love the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So essentially, what you need to do to become a citizen and get access to their computers is go to Gecko, which mm-hmm. is a nearby uh, city, kind of sprung up around a nuclear power plant that's leaking, and uh, its populace are ghouls who are mm-hmm. immune to radiation. Um, what you're supposed to do there is kind of shadowy. Nobody in town tells you what to do. Right. You know, Lynette says, take care of it. Yeah. Um, which you get the idea that she's winking and telling you to kill everyone, mm-hmm. uh, which she is. But she never wants to actually hear that. She wants to keep her conscience clean. Yeah. And if you if you tell her anything about what you did, if you killed them or if you fix, the, or if you fix it, uh, she just, like, kicks you out and says, that's not what I told you to do. Like, yeah, she you, gets like, mad. There's nothing you can, you know, she wants to wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but you go there and you find uh, you find an old friend pretty quick. Yeah, 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 Harold's back. Yeah, I love Harold. I love Harold too. He's more. And I, sh- I love his arc. Yep. Like I love this is where he gets the tree mm-hmm. that turns out to be such a big deal in uh, in Fallout Three. Yeah. Um, I thought he was yeah. a little tree in in one. I think he has a, a tiny bit. Yeah. This is where it, it's a little bit bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you know, you can actually after you after you solve this, you can talk to him about the vault dweller and say, "Hey, yeah, that's my grandpa or whatever," and he gives you mm-hmm. a bunch of a bunch of items. But he's uh, you know, he's he's real fun to talk to. Like, there's a lot yeah. of uh, flavor to him, and he's he's a good guy. Yeah, um, you can also run into Lenny here, who is a ghoul who uh, lived in a necropolis during Fallout oh. One, and uh, and saw your your ancestor running by and, and fixing the water pump. And he'll join you if you tell him that your ancestor was the vault dweller. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. He's a shit NPC. <laughs> like he's, his whole idea is that he is a doctor. Okay. Um, so the uh, kind of the way that NPC or skills work is if you go to use a skill on someone and you're, an NPC has a higher score, mm-hmm. they're supposed to say, I'll take care of it and go do it. Yeah. Um, so and it happens with so- Vic when I try and fix stuff. Yeah. And it works most of the time. Um, Lenny is a better doctor than you're likely to be unless you're playing a doctor character. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's very bad in combat. And uh, he, and he's a ghoul, so he keeps you out of a lot of places. There are a lot of bars that won't let you in. And uh, if you talk to Lynette with a, a ghoul or a mutant in your party, then you're you're more or less fucked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can get uh, get Lenny here, which is a nice little little tie to the, the first game. They were pretty mm-hmm. – res- they had a lot of restraint. And their ties to the first game, they're direct like yeah. that. Um, in Vault City, there was supposed to be um, Ian – from uh, Shady Sands was supposed right. to be there as an old man, and uh, they they cut him out. He is not there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like how minimal it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of things that can happen here. One of the things I like um, is that in the north area where you get the car part, this is where that uh, the king rat thing <laughs> pays off. Did you go into that vault? No. Up there, there's a an underground passage you can go into, and there is the brain, who is a gigantic rat that is plotting to take over the world. Um, and he's going to do it by, by, uh, getting all the ghouls on his side by doing something called the renewing, which is turning them back into a, uh, uh, a human. He more or less gives you another, it just tells you what to do to fix the power plant. There's not very much other, other, other to it. Um, but it's a nice little pinky in the brain reference and it's really creepy. Like he's very, uh, very serious about it. And he references that you killed, he's the, if you killed the king rat in, uh, Klamath, he says how he's the last of his kind and somebody mysteriously killed his only living relative. Um, so, again, just goofy. That's so but, bizarre. 
Yeah. 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 Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I just I talked to Harold and found out that I needed a part, and then I just went and conned my way into getting the part from Vault yep. City. <laughs> and that's more or less what what you would do. Um, yeah. yeah, you can get addicted, or you can uh, learn how to play Tragic the Gathering here, um, which is from the bartender. Okay, yeah, no, it took me forever. I found a Tragic deck, and I was like, oh, is this some kind of tarot thing? Where, and then it wasn't until I found this geeky bartender, I was like, oh, they're yep. collectible card games. You said yeah. you said addicted. Can you get addicted to it? You used to be able to get addicted to it, oh. um, or they, they cut that out of the game. Actually, there used to be a perk for being addicted. But yeah, what's but as is, you can effect? just kind of uh, no. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't think yeah. it actually made it that far. No, it's just the the stuff I've read about the game is bleeding into my actual experience. Okay, so hmm. huh? But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, you go in. I really don't like the uh, the power plant too much. It's just a lot mm-hmm. of grab a key card and go into a place. Uh, Festus yes. is pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, I I just talked him into installing the part for me, so I didn't have to get exposed to rads. Yeah, even though this is one of the very few areas in the game where you can actually be exposed to radiation. <laughs> um, radiation is a, such a bigger part of Fallout One. Yeah, than it is here. Um, you end up like I mean, you can safely sell rad away and rad X. Oh, that's good to you, know because like yeah, those are really valuable. They, they see, yeah, they're, they're worth a lot of money, but you're not going to get exposed to very much radiation. Um, something that should be noted, one of the coolest Easter, Easter eggs of the game is in this uh, power plant. Um, one of the computers, you can use it through a kind of a, a series of options, tell it to look for other stations, and you can have a talking head conversation with an Enclave soldier. Hmm. Um, yeah, Like, like Bionic Commando? Yeah, <laughs> yep, exactly. Like Very similar to that. You more or less prank call him, um, and he's just, you know, all right, why is your video feed not working? You know, wait a minute, who is this? And and you can just kind of egg him on, and he threatens to send uh, vertebrates at you, but never does it. Um, but it's so hidden, <laughs> like it is such a hidden Easter egg. Oh, is that um, is that when it says like uh, you just like you you give machine code to it and it starts running around? No, no, it's a different computer than that. Oh, well. um, you you look. No, no, you, I'm sorry. It is the same computer, but you're you're not giving it machine code. You go through um, the first option. It opens up the second layer, and, it, and you look for other um, like bases on the network or something like that. But it's a full talking head, like an enclave soldier. Um, you know, really detailed encounter with. You yeah, know, with uh, that probably took a lot of money and time to yes. write and record. <laughs> that that is so hard to find. <laughs> Um, I've only done it once. I couldn't do it this playthrough. I tried to, to get it, but I didn't have the stats for it. I didn't have like high enough science, I think, right. to do it. But uh, so so cool. And then there's a – it's worth watching a video of online yeah. just because it's an amazing amount of detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so after you fix the, after you fix the um, power plant, you can also find um, somebody – I said after. It's not really after. Alongside that, you find an NPC called Gordon of Gecko. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who, for as much as he preaches, like you know, nineteen eighties go go, you know, go go cocaine, you know, like self uh, self interest. Like he actually gives you again a- another key to this coexistence, which is, hey, um, Vault Eight doesn't have enough uh, doesn't have enough power to sustain uh, the rate that this community is growing. Uh, mm-hmm. We, if we optimize this plant, have surplus power. We let's get a little trade going here. Yeah, it's like here, take this disc and like run the numbers, and then come back and optimize the uh, optimize the plant. And in in a kind of a nice little subversion of this, um, if you do that, which seems like the good thing to do, and um, when we get to the ending screens, um, when you do that, 
Vault City grows enough and ends up invading Gecko and killing everyone to take over the plant. So, <laughs> um, which only happens if you optimize it. I thought I thought that I was I thought that that's you what I was present, preventing. Like nope. <laughs> like that's why I did that thing. You you want to keep them under the under the radar. Yeah. Of uh, and you don't want Vault City necessarily to grow. Well, shit. No, it's not um, bad. But don't feel too bad. It's 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 meant to be a gotcha. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like it's meant to make you feel like, you know, there are greater consequences than you can predict. Right. Um, the other thing, so Skeeter the mechanic has a, uh, the last part you need for the car mm-hmm. and he needs a super toolkit, which are fairly rare at this point. I don't think you can really buy them, right. uh, from them, but you can, uh, get it from this quest where there's a little kid looking for its Nixon doll, <laughs> um, in the, uh, the courtyard of all city, yeah. <laughs> um, which is, you know, is notable also for if you give her the Nixon doll, you can also just tear off its head in front of her. If you're evil, it's one of the oh, more deliciously no. evil things you can do. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I don't do that because I'm not a bad person. Yeah. And uh, but you get the car. You can get mm-hmm. the car at this point yeah. and go go buy it for two thousand caps. And uh, yeah, it has a lot of trunk space, so you can store ammo. Yeah. And it and the way they handle it's really clever. Um, you know, it just parks at the first map you land at, and you just double click on it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually opens up a side quest too. So if you don't get it, you miss a side quest in New Reno. So. It's worth getting the car just for that. Oh, is that the one where? Uh... Yeah, your car gets stolen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wanted so. you to be the one who spoils it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. If anyone's actually just playing halfway through the game up yeah, until yeah. this point, uh, you know, your car gets stolen in New Reno, but it, it's not gone. Right. So there used to be tons of uh, car glitches where it disappear, but those have been patched out. So yeah. if you're playing it on GOG or on Steam, it's unlikely you're going to run into that. Right. How much of a miracle is it that this is just available now? Yeah, like I, I don't know. We 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 say it a lot, but uh, just the fact that I can just pay ten dollars and have this, and it will run on whatever I throw it at, is just yep. beautiful. On the day we're recording, the uh, the Fallout Complete Pack is five dollars on Steam. Jesus, like it's five dollars for Fallout One and Two, which are you know two of my favorite games of all time. Fallout Tactics, which is not one of my favorite games, but I think is one of the most underrated games of all time, and is the best Jagged Alliance style squad shooter. You know, like that. I, I think Fallout Tactics is really good. Um, five bucks. Like, we are living in a golden age for PC gaming. Yeah. It has never been better or never will be better than this. Right. You know, games are essentially free, mm-hmm. and you will never have enough time to play all of them that you want to play. Right. And if you're patient, everything will get cheap. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't remember. I think Bioshock Infinite was the last game I played full price for. Yeah. And, uh, but if I would have waited know, six weeks, I would have paid $30 for it. Like it's mm-hmm. so things get so cheap so quickly. Yeah. Like not to be a you know PC master race console warrior and ignite yeah. that war or anything, but like <laughs> it's just so it's so cost effective to be a PC gamer. Yeah. It costs a lot of money to set up, but you will save so much money. Yeah. I just worry about the deflationary uh, influence on pricing that that has. Like, like what that leads to is the iOS market where like, ah, oh, this is two dollars instead of one dollar. Right. Like, I can't make a living selling this game at this price. Like, it I worry that become that's like, uh, not sustainable. It needs to become like uh, indie games on on PC. Like, I'll pay five dollars for a thing, mm-hmm. but I don't. You know, I don't need the production values that sixty dollars. Uh, yeah. You know, kind of justifies. Yeah, it's like it's like this weird thing where sixty dollars is not nearly enough to sustain that development, and two dollars is not nearly enough to sustain the level of development for an indie game. Right, five dollars. Yeah. I want to spend five dollars on the game, and I want it to be as robust as the Binding of Isaac. Make make it ten. 
make it 10 yeah, 10, yeah. <laughs> 10 is fine like i, I want ten dollars for don't starve or eldrick or <laughs> i want to give you my those. money god damn it yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's fine yeah. ten dollars is what i want yeah um but yeah you, you know pay ten dollars and you get uh <laughs> fallout for you and fallout for your friend yeah so. yeah which is plenty plenty of uh fallout. you can probably and then wait a, a couple of months and you'll get fallout 3 and all the expansions for five dollars yeah yeah i just like straight up done and bought like fallout new vegas complete for two dollars on the last yeah game sale. it's insane yeah <laughs> like and it's like, such I, a good time and like i already this. own all of that on 360 so yeah i i owned it all on disc i just didn't want to <laughs> get up and, and walk <laughs> to it i just want to so. throw these discs away <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, good thing there's not a used market for PC games because yeah. if so. That would change everything. Uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Skeeter, uh, you know, you do this little uh, uh, FedEx kind of thing. You take, uh, um, you know, tools to Val and then she gets a uh, surplus uh, shipment and you're able to, uh, you're able to get your, get your car, which works mm-hmm. out real well. Yeah. But um, mostly just makes you faster. You're not immune to random encounters. But so, uh, you go really quickly. Uh, so the, this may just be, uh, you know, confirmation bias or whatever. But I notice that when I'm driving, I get more. Uh, would you like to encounter a band of raiders? And that uh, might be prompts. the case. Yeah, yeah, it so, gives you like, gives you more. Uh, your outdoorsman skill officially arbitrates yeah. that. But um, okay, which is kind of worth. It's kind of fun to pump that up. You also get more special encounters. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like boosting your luck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you do the outdoorsman skill, but um, yeah, when you're in the car, I think you do get more more agency. And whether you encounter things, because you can just drive on by. Yeah, just. Brrr, yep. Later. Um, later yep. And so now that you have you know solved this, and if you're tactful about, um, you know, the, like the gecko thing, if you're tactful about how you report it, you become a citizen. Uh, which... Or you never talk to Lynette again. <laughs> yeah. Like you can just talk to uh, McClure, and just have him. You know, have all your interactions with this mm-hmm. reasonable. Yeah. You actually can pass the the vault citizenship test. What the fuck do you have to do? Because I have like really high end. I think you have to have it's it's perception is probably the thing you're missing based on you missing the um, something earlier that you didn't have. Um, I think you had to have nine perception as well. You just have to have very good stats. It's essentially eugenics. (laughs) It it is really like let's breed the master race. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you can pass it. It's just very difficult. Mm -hmm. Can't have a mutated toe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you go back, he will, in exchange for stopping the lake, McClure will make you a citizen. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, now you're a citizen. You have access to the vault. Yeah, uh, which is real cool. Um, it's pretty much just the same vault map that you find, uh, you know, in Fallout 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite detail about this is that literally all of the storage space is dedicated to uh, is dedicated to water chips. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. There's a nice little nod to that too in the special encounters um, later. Is there? So if you, yeah, if you, um, if you get a chance to take the perk that gives you more special encounters before uh-huh. the end of the game, take it and and wander around a little bit and gather them because mm-hmm. they're they're good. And there's a nice little little okay. nod to that. Um, there are a lot of weird, like when I talk about the hidden, deep hidden contact content uh, stuff here. There's a lot of it. So if you show up, there's a doctor inside the vault. That is actually a huge quest hub, but you have to have high medicine science or have certain conditions. Yeah. Um, so if you go to him irradiated or poisoned, um, he will give you inoculations. Okay. Against those effects, which is a perk that is uh, very hard to get. Especially, I mean, you know, it's hard to get irradiated and, you know, who knows the last time you were poisoned. Um, you can research his computer and learn about combat implants, mm. which are ways you can get combat armor placed under your skin. 
It's kind of dermal plating, and it lowers your charisma but makes you have higher damage resistance. Okay. Um, he won't do the operations because they're too risky, but you learn about them and you can ask, uh, you know, kind of Dr. Nix um, <laughs> throughout the wasteland to do it for you. Yeah. And then uh, kind of most fun, this guy ties into a quest that we'll mostly be dealing with later, but um, if you do some things in New Reno, you can give this idea, this guy the idea for making a cure for jet. And you can cure jet addiction. Oh, wow. Um, through this guy. Which is like one of the singularly like best, you know, most morally good acts you can do in the game. Right. Um, like I always feel a sense of righteous power. Oh, so not I just mechanically. Jet. It's not just that it gives you a bunch of karma. It's that like, oh, this this probably like helps the most people. Yeah, and this I, is this is a huge act of good in yeah. this world. Like more than killing Metzger. Like imagine like being able to cure crack addiction. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's it's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy's really important, but you have to have high medicine and high science stats. Yeah. To kind of access it. Is he the guy you can talk to about the uh, about the uh, jet epidemic in uh, Redding? In Redding, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he gives you gives you, and that ties into that theming about uh, drug addiction mm-hmm. in this game, which is really, really front and center in New, New Reno, but also yeah. in Redding. Um, yeah, and there's I mean there's other stuff that's going on in the uh, in the vault, most of which you get to use the computer and get uh, you know several different locations to yeah. kind of search for your uh, your GAC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they show you uh, the two other vaults, uh, 13 and 15, and then also uh, I, I believe that just through incidental conversations you find out about uh, NCR as well. You don't learn about 13 no? from it. It doesn't give you the location for 13. Mm, okay. uh, Vault 13 is where you find the the gecko ultimately, and that's pretty hidden. Okay. Um, but it does tell you about um, Vault 15. Right. And then also uh, kind of Redding and, and some areas that we're going to head to next. Right. But um, that is for another time. Yes. Yep. So we'll be handling those uh, areas first um, next time. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we're creating our own skeleton for this. So you may be saying like, oh, Redding, like you can't fight the Wanamingo mines yet. <laughs> we know. Like yeah. we're, we're going to come back with, uh, <laughs> you know, with, with better guns. But uh, we're going to talk about it right off the bat. And uh, yeah, those areas, New Reno, San Francisco, the various uh, kind of bases and then the end game. Yeah. In the game. Hub worlds and hubologists. Yes. Yep. I don't. Uh, I don't suffer hubologist <laughs> in my world. If I had the freedom to uh, just kill people in punity, like I do in Fallout, <laughs> I probably wouldn't suffer Scientologist. That's not okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to murder anybody. Okay. 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 I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. I mean, I... if you if you say that kind of thing, you end up dead. That's <laughs> yeah. what happened to the people who did the uh, the kind of color scope things in the beginning of Punch Drunk Love. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those two uh, that couple that killed themselves, and I think Scientologist actually did it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you're, Scientologists you're, are real-life supervillains. You're going to get us declared fair game, Gary. They're going to Snow White us. <laughs> Our thetas. Um, <laughs> Scientologists are real-life villains. Yeah. If In real life, if, if real life was a video game, Beck would be the M-Boss. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> he, uh, he, he denounced it. So it is therefore, oh, it is therefore okay to Jason uh, Lee would listen. be the M-Boss. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jason Lee and also the entire cast of that 70s show. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> Motherfuckers, one and all. Yes. Oh. Um, I hate Scientology. <laughs> and uh, in addition to that, the uh, when I went to PAX, there was a guy who was doing, um, like, a, a Scientologist who was offering the free stress tests. No oh, fun. As we walked by. And people were being mean to him because it was – and then some people were just being, you know, cosmic fools and, like, 
open life experiences and acting really naive because they were uh, <laughs> and hippie. And uh, he was just like, oh, you know, have a moment, take a stress life. And I'm like, not if your fucking life depended on it. Yeah. Um, and it was probably yeah. the rudest I've ever been to somebody right to their face. But yeah, no, no. And, the, oh. Then you get into the system. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't escape that. No, yeah. no. And it is one of the genuine evils left in the, in the world. <laughs> and uh, Fallout 3 uh, portrays it accurately. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll be heading to all of those things next episode. Yeah. There's still plenty of time to comment on it. If you have comments about Fallout Three or excuse me, Fallout uh, Two in general, <laughs> or the uh, you're, you're, you're doing what my grandma does with me and with my name and all of my relatives' names, I, which I, is Chris Cole, <laughs> Kevin. What? <laughs> I've been drinking a little bit okay. during this. So, so <laughs> I apologize. I maybe poured myself a stiffer drink <laughs> than I intended. It's been a real rough day at work. Oh, it's so. cool. No, I'm not criticizing. I'm just. It was just funny well, the way the way that you did that. No. But well, it's not funny the way I'm slurring my words all of a sudden. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do, do, you yeah. to, do you want me to carry us home? <laughs> yeah, carry me home. When there's only one foot, set of footprints, Cole was talking. Yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, that is duckfeed.tv slash contact or uh, hit us up on the Facebook. Uh, we really want to hear what you have to say about Fallout 2 in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what are we doing next, Cole? Well, uh, so next we're doing the last half of Fallout 2. Um, mm-hmm. You can get it on Gawk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, or I Steam. Or Steam. If you're buying it the for, day that we're recording. Yeah, for five dollars. Um, yep. Yeah. No, it's it's amazing the age that we live in. Uh, without. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait. Sorry. We'll we'll skip past that part. Uh, but after uh, Fallout, after we wrap everything up here, uh, we should note that at, at some point we're going to be talking with Chris Avalone. Um, yep. uh, the, one of the minds behind this game and other good games that follow in its, uh, uh follow in its philosophy. Uh, yep. so keep an eye out for that. Uh, but new game wise, uh, we're going to be playing Snatcher, which is a listener request slash recommendation from Blaine, Blaine Nemier. Nemier. Yep. Yes. Yep. Nemier. Um, I started that. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very, very happy to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. So far, so good. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, there is a there's some real unclarity in the nomenclature of like look investigate and talk about um, right off the bat. So I need to get used to that. Yeah. Again, but it is uh, it is top notch. I'm really excited to uh, to finish that out. Yeah, it's good to hear. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what's after that? Well, after that, we're going to be taking a little bit of a dip into uh, Watch Out for Lens Flare territory by uh, playing Dishonored. This was one of my picks um, that's going to come out right around Christmas time. Uh, so it's a Christmas gift for any and all people who like this game. Haven't played it yet. Looking for a reason to. And I'm excited to talk about it kind of in the context of the stuff that we're choosing um, mm-hmm. for that miniature series. Um, yeah. So yeah. Dishonored, uh, you'll probably be able to pick it up real cheap on a sale between now and then. So keep an eye out and uh, get it. Yeah. yeah. Cyber Monday. Look out for it. Yeah. It'll be cheap. And the DLCs for that game are really good. So, uh, are, keep, so keep an eye out for we, the Knife of Dunwall. And, are we no, I don't officially... think we'll talk about them. Okay. But, no, yeah. but the, uh, there's enough uh, stuff in the main body to talk about. Enough yeah, that's to, what to, I figured. Like, the, like between the two of them, it's like a pretty much a full game or something approaching yeah. a very – like an expansion level. Yeah. So yeah. just uh, just but for your own, you know, personal enrichment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, keep an eye out for them. They they are high quality. Yeah. Um, what is after that? Are we ready to announce the next one? Oh, uh, that gets into the new year. I'd like to. Uh, I personally would like to let it breathe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anticipate people. Yes. We'll talk about it next episode. Yeah. We try to keep a couple of games ahead. So yeah, like roughly three is good. That gives people plenty of time to uh, to attack um, a game at a leisurely pace and not the not the fucking marathon that we do. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Even though I'm I'm happy to say I'm very ahead right now. So yeah. 
Um, I like that. But mostly because I love Fallout 2. Yeah, yeah, there are other shows on the network. So uh, if you like uh, general video game discussion, check out The Level. It is Cole's roundtable discussion with uh, some of his buddies. Um, Cole also uh, guested on an episode of a new show that is a little bit more general that Mm -hmm. I started with Nick Glauber. Um, That episode probably won't come out for a little bit, but it's called uh, Check It Out Comrade. It's the newest show on the network. It just came out uh, last Saturday. And uh, yeah. So, yeah, look it up on iTunes uh, because that will help out if you can do yeah. any ratings and stuff. Um, yep. You know, early days is important days. Yep. And let us let us know what you think. I'm, yeah. uh, the kind of the idea behind that is a little bit different than I'm um, a little bit more zoomed out mm-hmm. than most of the shows we do on the network. So uh, just kind of a little bit shorter and uh, and briefer. Yeah, except the um, episode that I was on, which went four times longer than your actual episodes. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> we weren't on that for two hours. Yeah. It was probably like 45 minutes, but it yeah. wasn't uh, like the show 45 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. And if you have suggestions for that show, yeah. um, definitely share them with us. Yeah. So. Indie games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, let's see here. So Gary also does a show called Pilot Season, which is kind of a variety show in the truest sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Every two weeks is a new theme. Yep, indeed. Yeah. Um, there is a show called Bonfire Side Chat, which is about mm-hmm. the Soul series of games. Yeah, Dark Souls, uh, Demon if, Souls. Yeah. If you like the Soul series of games, I can't imagine you not liking it. Yeah. If you don't like them, then steer clear. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. It's it probably is. I. I don't think we've heard anything with such a, a narrow focus of appeal. Yeah. Like if somebody does not know the Dark Souls games, they're not going to. Uh, not going to be into but they'll that. hear the enthusiasm in our voice if it gets you into dark souls <laughs> then it's worth it yeah but uh until then it's probably not for you mm-hmm. but if you do like those games yeah. eat it up. do it do it mm-hmm. you know they're like those games are only increasing in popularity yes. so yep. so yeah um just kind of two things that i would like to draw attention to uh so i've started a new project called hex crank it is a blog about survival horror games um, I just, as of recording here, uh, yesterday put out the first article about haunted house for the, uh, Atari 2600. I'm really proud of it. Um, so go check that out. Um, it is kind of my first, uh, reintroduction back to like long form writing. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about, about where that is going. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good article and it's a game that I haven't seen very much long form writing about right i've seen a lot of kind of side paragraphs like oh this is where some things started but not uh, very much examination and (laughs) the idea of you know the kind of places you have to dig to do that kind of examination of an atari game Mm -hmm. is interesting so it's definitely well worth your uh well worth your time yeah um and then just kind of like uh at some point we asked you guys to do itunes ratings and reviews y'all are fucking killing it yeah so (laughs) yeah we broke 100 ratings yeah so. Yeah, that, that's great. What a what a milestone. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, mostly five stars. Yeah, a couple four stars, which I, I love. Like my, I said on Facebook, my favorite reviews are the ones that are like they're sometimes funny yeah. or like occasionally amusing. Like that's really funny to me because yeah. I think we're funny, but of course yeah. I do because I'm me. Yeah. Um, I just so. I, I love the I love the the like the the, the polite insinuations that we're elitist. Yes. Are, are just. <laughs> Yep. Which Any, we like we we like I, you know, we do talk shit a lot. So what you can take from this is I love to be roasted. So if, if you can <laughs> if you can uh insult me in an accurate way, it's pretty much my favorite thing in the world and you will make your way into my inner circle. Yeah. So whereas I already hate myself, so anything that you do will bruise my already <laughs> just like just eggshell ego. So Yeah, so so make fun of me while complimenting Cole yes. and you'll feed the machine. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fuck Gary, but Cole, he's he's trying his hardest. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Um, so yeah, thank you everybody who is uh, who's taken to that. I know not everybody is an iTunesy kind of person, um, mm-hmm. but uh, anybody who has. Um, you know, gone above and beyond and done that. That's pretty cool. And everybody else is supporting us in their own uh, individual ways. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Various ways, just like you know, Amazon tip jar, you know, <laughs> Amazon uh, referral link, tip jar, buying my uh, Super Mario Lab album. Yeah, all those things are big helps. So, yeah. thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but until next time, what can they watch out for? Uh, they can watch out for uh, plasma rifles, yeah. jet addiction. <laughs> yeah, it'll get you. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding,